Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Back from Europe, my brother from another mother sitting right next to me, Mr. Derek Green. Thank you for being here again, my friend. Missed oof, you. Oof. Thanks Ch- for having me back. Chappelle Lacey, hold it down a couple days. What? What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> he, he pulled up for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. I love okay. you. Okay. All right. Um, but today we got my man. I've known this kid for a long, long time. Um, seen him grow and blossom into the man he is today. <laughs> all his different musical um, things he does. We're going to get into all that shit. The endeavors. Uh, Mr. Justice Trip. You know what's interesting? Welcome here, bro. Welcome. What's up? Thanks for it's being here. Good to be here. You spell it. Do people call you Jurstis or Justice? Jurstis? Uh, it's like a weird nickname that okay. a friend gave me a long time, but Jurtis. Jurtis. And then, and then there's a weird thing where people think that's my real name and Justice is the nickname. Yeah. So then pe- like, right, like people I don't know start calling me Jurtis, which is weird. But. <laughs> is it your stage name or is this your real name? Uh, it's all just real, my real name. Justice is, is my birth name and that's wow. what I prefer, but... Yeah, my family, we all got dumb, weird names. That's a, oh, great, know, that's a great What name. are some other names? <clears throat> my sister's name is London, spelled wrong. <laughs> I, I, I think it's actually spelled wrong. I don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> what? How's it spelled? I like L-O-N-D-I-N. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then my brother's name, if I'm not mistaken, at birth, on his birth certificate was Jeremiah Weed, like hyphenated. Jeremiah Weed, wow. as in one name. But that's just Jeremy, you know, and that's his definitely his legal name. I don't, but I, I could be wrong, but I think it, at birth it was, that's at least what he's named after. I know that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Then your parents sound cool. Yeah, they're just wild, really like, wild yeah. parents for sure. Were they like hippies? Um, more like psychopaths. Just okay. Like, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> um, my, my mom's like a psychopath, but she's like the best kind of psychopath, you okay. know, like the kind that you want as your mom. You yeah. Know? So you only have you only have a sister. Um, I got a sister. I got two sisters and two brothers. Oh wow! What's two the other different. sister's name? Nicole. She has so she got the normal one. She yeah. she got the normal one. So there's like a interesting. We didn't know about her until I was about fourteen or fifteen. Oh it was wow! Is my father's okay like little secret daughter. Wow! And there, there's details. I don't know what's appropriate to share, but <laughs> you, can, you can say anything you want. But I'm wondering if the name since her name was a normal name like Nicole, did they spell it like nickel or something? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom was more into the crazy names. That was like okay. more of her thing. And this is my dad's daughter. Yeah. Um, and she's incredible. She's we're really close. And but it's just, cool. just interesting, like to be like, you know, like I guess like fourteen, fifteen, and then find out you have a sister and she's really cool. Yeah. All right. You're like, damn, this is my sister now. I'm into it. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Um, I, I want to dead this rumor right here because me and my wife Uh-oh. argued about it last night. You're not related to Dan Higgs. 
Oh no, that's Clipper. Okay. The uh, the played guitar and trapped under ice. Okay, that's his son. Yeah, they're like wow. I, it's crazy because he's since since you know when I met Clipper to now, he just is like morphing into Dan Higgs. They're okay. like identical at this point. Okay, it's my crazy. wife is my wife is obsessed with Lungfish, and the other night at your show, my wife's like. Don't turn around. I think Dan Dan Higgs is behind you. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Everybody thought it was like your dad. So, oh, that'd be so. That up. Yeah, he could be my amazing. dad too. He'd be he'd be a good dad. L- Lungfish is fucking legit. Yeah, everything he does is cool. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of like tattoo artists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of cool like solo stuff. And then he did a band called Reptile House, which yeah. is probably my favorite. I saw them back in the day. A couple really? Of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. At the loft in Baltimore. Damn, that's sick. Um, so Baltimore, shit. So I lived in Maryland, Southern Maryland, for many years. Went to high school there. There was always a thriving scene in Baltimore. I went to a lot of shows there growing up. Um, how was that growing up for you? Uh, I I think, you know, like Baltimore is obviously a crazy city. Yeah. And people think the worst when you say you're from there. Because of the wire? Yeah, because of the wire. And then with Trapped Under Ice, I would like sing about some of that stuff. And it was like, it's real. Yeah. I'm not like bullshitting about it. But th- that doesn't mean my life. I'm never in those songs am I saying like, I'm out here on these streets and I'm doing all this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would sing about the streets, but I'd be like, I was speaking from the perspective of a scared little kid you know like <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a there's a lot of cool stuff in baltimore and like being a child there is not miserable you know it's like i, I think people get that impression and yeah uh i guess it's because i was writing hardcore songs and i wasn't gonna write about like when i got a bike for christmas or some shit you know yeah. <laughs> and um so growing up this so um how were you in school and stuff um pretty good i did i got decent grades um, I was a safety in elementary school. If that tells you anything, do you know safety guards? Yeah, safety guards. Yeah, yeah. They, like give you a little little badge, and you start like <laughs> trying to like prime you to become a cop, dude. Wow. Yeah. So you walk Dark. your kids across a crosswalk and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And oh, my mom, wow. mom, I think my mom was mad when she found out I was a safety. She was like, trying, don't do that to my kid. <laughs> like, don't. You know. <laughs> my mom's never been about the police. Okay. You know. Um. So so were you like? Did you play sports in school and stuff like that? Uh no, I was like definitely like the the weirdo okay like rocker kid okay. i had long hair and i liked i had like lots of nine inch nail shirts when i was a little kid like every day and like nobody at school knew what that was when you know yeah like there wasn't really none of my peers were into that but i think i wasn't like an outcast i think like i had friends and stuff and people were like oh that's justice he's a rocker he's a skateboarder or whatever yeah, he's yeah, different yeah. than us and um it's cool i felt felt like i belonged in some capacity and then you know i guess like um, I guess like in high school you start finding other people who are into what you're into. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I started going to shows when I was like a real little kid, like like at the punk shows when I was like, um, thirteen, like ten, eleven, like just like wow. lo- local punk shows. Yeah. You know, like who got you into it? Um, there's a band called Misdirected from okay. Baltimore that was like, um, that got me into a lot of music. Actually, I remember members of Misdirected show me H2O when I was a kid. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. And um, they like. They were like the shit. Like everybody okay. wanted to be like them. So like even as early as like 10, 11 years old, like we were all going to their shows. And then about 13 or 14, I guess I was in ninth grade. That's yeah. like 13 or 14, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, me and all the homies went and saw Hatebreed and Death Threat and Out to Win. Wow. Which is like some of those people became some of my closest friends. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's like a life-changing yeah. show for sure. I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do now. And that was more, with it, was Hatebreed was way intense. Probably one of the most intense probably hard shows you went to probably, oh right? for sure yeah. yeah i remember just like not understanding what a mosh pit was on that level <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were just kids and we we're like we getting in that and just getting yeah annihilated and loving it you know <laughs> yeah um so you got into skateboarding around the same time too 
Um, skateboarding probably earlier. Mm-hmm. Just like obsessed with Tony Hawk and wanted to be Tony out of flop when I was a little kid. And oh, those, yeah, 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 yeah. For the listeners, the hair in front of his face, <laughs> the Kevin Staub. Yeah, that's sick. And so you were trying to just you skate ramps and stuff too. Uh, I was really bad. Like I would probably, uh, you know, people are probably gonna hear this, so I can't lie and say that I was good. If if nobody was gonna hear it, I'd be like, I was killing that shit. I was doing all the illest shit. But the truth is, I was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like did, did a couple kick flips and shit. I could do like three sixty flips and shit. Yeah, and thought I was fucking badass. But <laughs> I guess it wasn't a whole lot of young people skating around me. Yeah, like now it's fucking beautiful, man. Like you like it's insane dude. driving around L.A. and to see like every kid possible, all just, kinds of kids, man, all yeah. ages. So yeah, it doesn't like belong to any like group of people or anything That's like that, you true. know. Yeah, for us it was like yeah, just it was punk rock soundtrack on the on the skate video. It was very segregated. It was like very closed off. Yeah, unfortunately. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how we found a lot of our music though for the from the Bones Brigade videos and all that stuff though. Yeah, no oh, doubt. Yeah, yeah. But then later on the '90s, it started having hip hop in the soundtracks and stuff, and that changed the game for sure. For I'll say sure. for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because even if we bra- even if we were break dancing and skating, it was almost like a separate thing. Yeah. It wasn't like. It's true, like people, I don't know, they always... You grew up in Ohio, it's different too. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the scenes are very similar though when I talk to people from all around. They're like, oh yeah, that was separated and then it kind of like merged together. But you could see it happening in the 90s, especially with music with like metal and hardcore, you know, really having that crossover time period where things were just like, oh shit, like this is really happening. Like DRI were like the illest punk and then they were, were like start adding metal elements into their music i was like this is sounding yeah. really interesting and the same with like agnostic you, yeah you know and there are some people that are kind of angry like what the fuck is going Cause on for alarm and then one voice all <laughs> yeah. that shit those are great records though yeah it's that time i used uh napster to get into a lot of music <laughs> and and uh i remember downloading dri and being like oh there's two bands called dri this is a different band mm. wow was that yeah, i was real young but you know holy shit so is Trapped in the Rice named after the uh, Metallica song? Um, it was like not a conscious decision. But like we you all said Napster were... the same thing. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> um, but is it named after that? So like, we, it's funny because we were like exclusively listening to like Hatebreed and Madball and, and Metallica. That's it. Like we yeah. just like squat. In, right. We like got into lifting weights around that time. Yeah. And Sam from Trapped in Race had, yeah. had like a garage with some weights and we just listened to, oh, and Biohazard. Like Sick. those four records on repeat, you know? Wow. And just squat. That's like the only w- exercise we know how to do. It's like <laughs> you terribly. You jacked, man. Yeah. Uh, we're jacked for little kids for sure, <laughs> yeah, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, then, then then Sam was like, yo, we should call the band. I got this idea, Trapped in Race. And I was like, damn, how did you ever think of that? That's genius. <laughs> And like years later, so I brought it up, and I was like, "Yeah, I bet I bet we stole that for sure." <laughs> was what? So were you playing music in school? Like you start playing music in school, or no? Was that after? Um, I got. I've always played guitar. I got a guitar when I was like a little kid. Yeah, it's always been my instrument of choice. Like I never wanted to sing. Wow. So I like initially was supposed to play guitar and trapped in the rice. Okay. Um, interesting. Like I got a guitar when I was like six, um, and then yeah, I was just like self-taught. Yeah, and then like you know when YouTube came around, you could like yeah YouTube shit, and like I d- definitely got the benefit from that. I mean, I still YouTube shit, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, still sure. learning guitar. You know, yeah, it was weird because the first time I I had seen Angel Dust a while ago, but before I knew really the music, and when I saw your show last week, it's so it was so strange for me to see you holding guitar, mm-hmm. just your whole style, everything about it. I know you from Trapped, I just know you as a person, then just playing that guitar, 
but then when I, I loved how the, you missed, you weren't here, but it was such a great show because you played all the more melodic and the popular stuff in the beginning. And the second half, you took the shit off, and it was like, yo, there's the justice I know because I never, I never seen it like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So seeing you play guitar, it's so fucking crazy, and just singing, and then do, then going into the harder shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fuck, man, it was, it was, it was such a great show. Thank you, man. And, and I wrote this down for later on, but I love how the generation now it's like. If you made a poppy record, if you were a hardcore yeah. band, you tried to do something more melodic back in the day, you were sellouts or what label you wanted, all that. But the generation now, I love that like that Angel Dust can make like a total poppy melodic sing along fucking these two EPs and the records, and then play the hardcore shit, and, no, and people sing into both of it, I, and nobody's yeah. like, "That's too poppy." Right, right. I love this shit, man. That's I love so it's all cool. together. I love that too because I when he told me about it, like I he got me totally into it, and I was like, "Okay, let me check this out." Then I was like, "Wait a minute! There's two bands, maybe." Because yeah. this is, <laughs> I was like, "This cannot be the same band." I was yeah. like, no. So I was like going through, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I think it is." And I was like, "Let me listen to some older stuff." And I was like, "How is this?" Oh, okay. I was like, "Wow!" They really. I mean, it's it's really cool that you you could do that and and not limit yourself. I know, man. Because Thanks, I think man. in our generation, it was definitely like people be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Going to make the same record over and it's over like, again. Are you crazy? And maybe that's a. T- afraid to do melodical type stuff yeah maybe, maybe dri instilled that in me with the napster effect you know? right mm. right um well i love that though. i remember the first yeah. time, i feel like the first time i experienced that in my life ironically is like h2o go yeah. it's like like my older friends being like oh this is different this is like pop music or whatever yeah but that was like me and all my homies record really like, wow thank you oh, man. this yeah. is the one you know wow uh so it's like i don't know it's like that's you keep making the same music it's like i mean first off people have a lot of layers and, and we feel a lot of things and I can't sure. sing about the same things. Like I sing a, a lot about like some kind of depressing stuff with trapped in a race and it's like, I've done it. I don't have the desire to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I expressed it. It's kind of depressing to keep going over and over again, yeah. you know? Um, and furthermore, it's like, do people want to, people say they want to hear that shit, but they don't. And it's like, furthermore, like young people who have the opportunity to go on and download your music or whatever, check it out on Spotify and, uh, they don't want to hear the same shit. It's already been done. There's yeah. already people who've done it. There's people who've imitated what's been done. Yeah. And we want to hear something new and exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, but just being like, because there, there's a sense of heart in Harker Grump that was just like, I only listen to punk. I only skate. I listen to hard music. Fuck everything else. Yeah. You get like yeah. these blinders on. But then for, for us, hardcore and punk taught us to be open-minded. And I feel like this generation is so open-minded because you love hip-hop, you love pop, you love everything, dude. Yeah. And you're not afraid to pl- put in your music and and... By doing that, the fans that have been with you for all all your, all the stuff you've done, they appreciate it because you're also growing as a human too. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And just seeing that the other night, all the girls at the this girls up front, the girls sing on the mics and shit. Like <laughs> all all that energy is such a mixed, diverse crowd. Like I had older friends there the in the video. back. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. Like it was just it's beautiful to me because you guys trapped on ice. It's almost like this whole crew whole crew of kids. It reminds me of um. The Gorilla Biscuit Youth of Today judge guys, so they're always in different bands together. They grew up together in Queens, and they're always like jumping on different records and playing with each other. Yeah. And you guys come from Baltimore, Virginia, all the East Coast, and you're always doing stuff together. And it's fucking, it's beautiful. And when I saw Trapped Under Ice with him, it was me, him, and Fletcher, and Doug from Dag Nasty. We're all watching. Oh, you this, mean uh, the Turnstile show? Turnstile, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, as an older hardcore dude like in us, I'm like, if I had to never play music again and walk away from this scene. I'd be so happy it's in the hands of all you guys. You know uh, what I mean? Because so cool. it, it embodies all this positive energy, 
uh, lyrically, just everything about it, it's like it encompasses, encompasses, how does it say it? Encompass. Encompasses all together. You know what I'm saying? It's like a mesh medley. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's because you come flattering. from a hardcore. You're like a mini John Joseph to me. <laughs> hey, that's cool. I'll take it. You know? <laughs> there was almost a moment you're going to be doing that. I remember that a while ago. Yeah. 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 Um, but just your whole vibe, the, the whole energy of Trapped Under Ice and then everything you do now, I just, I don't know, it's just, it's refreshing. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. it's refreshing, man. Because That's it's, the coolest yeah. compliment I could receive, really. Of course, man. I just, when I see that, and I wish you at that show, man. And I even know. Moon, Moon, wasn't, Moon knows Trapped Under Ice. She knows you. And she's like, wow. And we brought two friends from Italy. They, that was their first show since the lockdown. There have been any live concerts. Mm-hmm. They came here for the, um, the Gucci premiere because my friend did all the makeup in that new Gucci movie just came out. Oh, wow. And we took them straight from LAX to your show. She was almost crying, dude. She knew nothing. She knew Trapped Under Ice, but she'd never seen Angel Dust. And they were just like smiling ear to ear like it was their first show back. It was oh, awesome. Oh, that's incredible. Dude. Yeah. So like I just love that. Um, anything to say about that? Yeah, man. I'm going to get emotional I, I and get emo. It's like... <laughs> No, I really uh, so cool. had a chance to listen to Trapped Under Ice, and it was really all new to me, like that whole scene. And then I yeah. realized that all these, all your friends are rotating in different bands with different so sounds, sick. and it's it's really the the future. I see it. You know, it's really appealing. I think to a lot of people that aren't even into hardcore or anything, which is really cool yeah. to see. But uh, Trapped Under Ice was like, damn, you know, it's really. I I, I love. It, I can tell that people are really good players. It's super tight, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's just like everything just really clicks very well. It sounds yeah, and the lyrics are pretty brutal. I was like, damn, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I did, they're a lot harder than I imagined. I've been very fortunate to play with like consistently every everything I do is with the best players. Yeah, you know, yeah. really like, good players. Like I mean, better than you know. I think when we were younger, I mean, it totally. wasn't. It was like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you talk to anyone, they're like, yeah, I'm not the best, but it's just the attitude. It was yeah, the, which yeah, is really yeah. true. Attitude but, yeah. and desire to do it. Yes. You know, that's a lot of young people, I think, like, because stuff's so accessible on the internet, people are content with being at home on the internet. Yeah. Right. I feel like there's less of a desire to, like, go get it, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. as to where it's like, I wasn't really at home, and Baltimore's not the, the greatest place in the world for a young person, you know? Yeah. I love it. I'm actually, I, I told you earlier, I'm moving back. Yeah. Um, it's your last day in LA, bro. Yeah. Really? Thank you for being here. This is crazy. Hey, I know I'm moving stressful. It's, it's a blowout. It's a great way to <laughs> to do it, you know? Um, you're going back to your roots. Yeah. But, like, just, like, the idea of getting out of Baltimore was so exciting. And I feel like yeah. a lot of young people, like, it's strange. I know people who are really into making music and stuff. And when that conversation comes up, like, touring is, like, not even what they care about at all. Mm, which is, I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just, you know, well, yeah. it's just different time you know mm-hmm. I, I know you're inspired by crown of thorns for sure positive um <laughs> how about like stout and like next step up and the baltimore bands oh for sure um yeah. like being a little kid and finding out about all these great heavy bands and are all from different cities yeah when you found out about stout and then you dig in the stout and you listen to it and what the lyrics are about and the whole nature of it yeah and it's like the darkest evilest shit yeah. <laughs> possible you know yeah and like what a better representation for the city that i'm from yeah, you know? man, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, like they—they're definitely a band that made me want to do it. Like, go play shows and yeah, and like I don't know, maybe freak people out a little bit. You know, I remember <laughs> being a kid and just being like terrified. Yeah, seeing it was, that it was shit. gnarly back then. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then you like that? Did you grow up on the New York hardcore stuff? Obviously, Crown Thorns. Yeah, and all that shit. yeah, positively. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, there's a lot of interesting crossover between the two. You know, like there is slight difference. It's funny. There's like certain things that I think of are like really Baltimore things musically and there's certain things I'm like this is really New York and we've always you know merged the two yeah 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 but it's it's interesting because I think people are less familiar with the Baltimore side of mm-hmm. it so 
for sure. That you know, people go straight to, and and you know, Crown of Thorns obviously is huge. Just like Mike DeJohn's my favorite guitar player in the world. Shout out to Mike the best. Ezek's the greatest frontman ever. Like, <laughs> it's like the everybody who's played in that band is just the greatest. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm a fan for sure. But like, there's like I don't know, like moments in other songs where it's like we were doing this Baltimore thing, and then somebody will like bring it up to me in context of New York, mm. and I'm like, no, 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 we're ripping off. Next step up one. That's like that's like a real next. We like took next step up's riff there. Okay. That's what that is. They go straight to New York and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, I don't know any any band like Gut Instinct. We definitely take oh, Gut Instinct, Gut Instinct right. riffs. Yeah. Fuck. But, We're Gut Instinct too from there, man. Um. So, what what was did you have a band before Trapped Under Ice? Uh yeah, I had I've had bands my whole life. Just like since I was a little kid. Before Trapped Under Ice, it was um. Two of us, three of us played in a band called Nick Fury, like a young Nick straight Fury? edge hardcore band. Sick. Nick X Fury. Nick X Fury. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know the name. <laughs> Just want to make Nobody sure. Nobody knows the comic book world. <laughs> I, Nick I, X Fury. It's hard. Okay. I didn't know the comic book. Like the, the guy in the band was like, the homie's like, hey, we're going to call it this. And I was like, yeah, sounds cool. There's an X in it. And I'm straight edge. We down. Let's go. You know? <laughs> so that was like one of the first officials? Uh, the first band, I think that, well, that's not true. There's bands I I started touring really young. Okay. Um, And like, uh, I guess I couldn't tell you the name of my first band. I guess the actual first band I played in, like I like like riffed with some friends. It's like this like middle school a band means yeah. something different. You know, it's like yeah, you're in sixth grade. Sixth I honestly, might have played. Dude. Honestly, might have been the summer going into sixth grade, <laughs> and I played with a band that's called Destination Unknown, which was like rancid. Yeah, rancid <laughs> reference. That's <laughs> sick. But again, like I wasn't like really in the band. It was like being in a band. Then I was like playing with yeah. some of those guys. Sixth grade's young though, man. That's super young. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And then in seventh grade, this is seventh grade. Rick to Life would pick me up from middle school. What? And I was playing. Okay, I was. I don't know about this. Story. <laughs> oh, this is. That's like this story's going down a dark road. No, yeah. He'd pick you up. Yeah. Strips. So seventh grade. How do you in seventh grade? I'm probably like like. That's like Fuck, 12, 11? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's young. Um, Maybe 13, yeah. Mad young. Um, and take you where? So, <laughs> just take me somewhere. No. <laughs> uh, I was like, quote, quote, playing in Coming Correct in 25 to Life you for a were? little bit. Yeah. Holy oh, fuck, but, bro. But you just, heard it first here, maybe not, but uh, it's kind of kind of. Some people know about it from mouth to mouth, but then people people will say like, "Oh, you were in 25 to Life," and it's like not technically. Like I like would. There's like teams, you yeah. know what I mean? There was and, a bunch of li- lineups for sure. And I think that for him at the time, he was just like excited that there was a young kid that was excited about hardcore. Yeah. And he would like show me cool stuff. And wow. Uh, oh my God. It was strange. A lot of the interactions were really strange. It's funny as a little kid, I was like, oh, this is normal. But now that I'm the age that he was then, right? I'm like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, but it wasn't never weird. Like, what, not, no, not, not implying anything weird at all. Just of course. Like, but just like different <laughs> socially, you know? Rick to Life was your mentor? <laughs> Uh, there was a little bit, a little, wow. he put me on like some a stuff. hardcore mentor. Yeah. He put me on some stuff, you know, like wow, man. he was a positive influence in my life at that time. Wow. And obviously he got way different yeah, after that, obviously, yeah. but I got to give him some credit for being kind to me when I was a kid, yeah, you know? Man. Yeah. Outside of that, he definitely is fucking dumb as fuck. And he was on the internet. He said some crazy shit about he's going to beat up my mom on the internet. Oh wow. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So definitely, we definitely aren't cool now. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's crazy. That's a good That'll story. Wow. It. I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, go, we had, there's a tattoo shop. I think it was Vinny's, maybe little Vinny's or, um, yeah. in Baltimore. It's like, has, has some. Some legacy for sure. Yeah, I might have heard about that. He spot. threatened your mom's. Yeah, this is like a That's more recent insane. thing. Not not to her or to any like like right. 
he said like one line like, yeah, I know where you live. Like your oh. mom ain't safe or something. I'm like, first off, you don't know where I live. I don't even live in Baltimore. <laughs> Second off, <laughs> you have no idea where my mom lives. Third, Bro. it's like, dog, I would, I, I dare you to come to my mom's house looking yeah. like that and see if my brother don't shoot holes in you, dog. Like right, you're, yeah, you're right. a dead man. That's yeah. crazy to That's talk crazy like that. That's crazy to talk like that. That's Somebody's just, mother, dude. Yeah. yeah. Come internet on, troll, man. Come on. Yeah. Just internet troll shit. So yeah. it's like, I kind of, the man's got some shit going on and I, right. I just kind of, you know. But you do have a part of your life where he did something positive and that's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I got to I gotta be real about that. And yeah. right. I appreciate that time where he's a you know, positive influence for yeah. me. And got me into shit that I really love to this day. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot. Like, There's a lot of straightish bands I love that aren't straightish no more, but they inspired yeah. me to be straightish. So I appreciate what they did for me as a kid, even though I'm not like that, that anymore. That happens. Yeah, people you know change. I mean? like, Absolutely. They helped me know. out tremendously as a child, but now it's like, no, no doubt about that. I'm still I, here. I, I mean, if you, if, you weren't, if you weren't doing <laughs> music, is there anything else that you would want to do or were, or were you thinking before you got into like hardcore and anything was there yeah. anything like yo bodybuilding I want to yeah, no, yeah I something. wish <laughs> uh, I went to a vocational technical high school where you learn it's like a trade high yeah. school oh wow and I learned plumbing and sick trade it's weird you do like so every year you take on a different trade so you're four years of high school so it's like Plumbing, HVAC, electrical, yep. and carpentry. School like this. Oh, yeah, as a teacher. Yeah, it's so, so it's a weird concept. Like and as an adult now, I'm like I wouldn't have done that if I knew it, if I understood what it was. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> so my whole life was like learning about I don't know like when normal kids were learning about this. I was just learning about. I had to like oh. do a big report on the history of toilets and like how people shit wow. and like how they what they used to do with their shit back in the <laughs> really? day. Yeah. Like this was like my learning experience when I should have been like learning how to pay taxes or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, just like trying to hurry up and get you out in the workforce. And I think part of that is like, maybe it's because in a city like Baltimore, they're not expecting you to go to college. Right. And shit, yeah. You know, um, that's sick. You have a trade though. Plumbing's no joke. That's no joke. You make yeah. a lot of money as plumbers too, trade, man. Oh, plumbers yeah. kill it. They and kill there's, it. there's definitely time. It's funny when I'm like having a bad day, I'm like, should be a plumber. That's what right. I should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but be you, my but, own boss. Yo, know, but you do have a trade to fall back on. Yeah, I don't remember anything, dog. Like, I'm like, it's funny because my girl will be like, "Hey, the, the toilet's running." I'm like, "We gotta call somebody. I don't know what to do with that shit anymore." You know? Can you shake the handle? Yeah, you jiggle that yeah. thing. You know what's funny? Last night, Max and my my wife. My wife loves plumbers. My wife's Polish. She's from Chicago. She was telling Max he should become a plumber last night and how much money. Max, he he knew how to, he knew how to plumb. He learned Pol- that trade as a youngster. Oh, no. Maybe well, not. On, maybe not anymore. Now. Maybe not anymore. But he knows how to plumb. Well, come on, what are you know what I'm saying? He has a trade that he can bring back someday. I'm just saying, that's great. That's fucking Polish awesome. Polish people love plumbing. It's a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's a lot of money to be- A lot of, a lot of Polish plumbers where I grew up. Okay. <laughs> Polska, Polska. So, what were your goals in school, like, when you get out? All right, so, I guess I was like, I'm going to do plumbing. I'm going to be a plumber. Right. And then, like, when I got out, I started doing jobs and, like, did construction for a couple of years, like, while I was, like, doing tours- yeah, and I think a lot of those jobs are pretty cool because they like let you go do your thing, and they, they know you coming back for the money. Hundred percent. Um, but I, I kind of went crazy. I was like, that's that's like the age where I was like losing it. I was okay. like fully losing it. Like what does that mean? Like like seventeen yeah. to like twenty, I went full crazy. Like I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But in so, what sense? Like violent or wilding or uh, partying or no, nah, not partying. I probably should have been partying. I've been better off for it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I was like, you know, I had these ideas of like becoming an adult and doing adult things and people around me were like getting like, I don't know, like overdosing and dying and Damn. fucking going to jail and we had a couple of friends that we grew up with that got killed by police and stuff. Wow. And I was just like, um, 
you know, like kind of going coming out on your own. And my family life before I like moved out on my own was like pretty dark. So I moved out a little okay. younger and, uh, I don't know. I was like, my, my, my goals went from being like, Hey, I want to do like positive things with my life and like, go get a job. I mean, I was like, oh, I can just rob people and like, wow. Just, just like do whatever, you know, Free like, shit, yeah. yeah, just like go, we can like me and my friends can jump whoever and nobody can stop us. And there's like a couple wow. of years where I was like, just We're doing wild shit. Go, like, yeah, like kind of like a little bit of a dark path. In the I streets. Guess. Yeah. I feel wow. bad saying, cause there's, I don't want to imply like I'm like the most street dude. Cause there's definitely, the streets are like that where it's always somebody out there. They yeah. can out street you it's right. better than you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i never had i never was like i'm the there was that dude in the street that I, that was the baddest i was just a dude that would come take your take your wallet or something yeah and and if it was a thing like my friends were just gonna jump you later and and got the weird homie who'll tase you till you pee yourself or something and, <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> wow man so you getting you getting arrested and shit too or you, or you never got arrested wow thank god you yeah. think yeah, about yeah, that yeah. shit and Damn, my whole life would be different. You know, like yeah. everybody I know who's really gone to jail. Yeah, it's different. Change her perspective. Hundred percent, absolutely. But hardcore is the thing that changed my perspective. See, like, right. while I had it in my life, then it was like a thing that I like put on when I was like in the gym or like, you know, like somewhere I could go to go to the show or something. Yeah. And then uh, Patrick Kitzel that does Reaper Records. Yeah, man. Just like, Patrick Kitzel. Kitzel. We're doing like Trapped Under Ray stuff, and uh, he like booked us to come. Cause he wanted to see us live to see if we were any good. Wow! And to this day, he's like, "That's the worst I've ever seen any band." It was like the worst wow. performance I've ever seen. Like he did the first EP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, the first okay. EP. Yeah, and then he did, um, the first LP, and then he put out the vinyl in the United States of the of yeah. Biggest Good Night, the second LP. But uh, so he like, you know, wasn't digging us live in Syracuse. Okay. But he felt he, he was down. He was invested, so he's like, "I want to come down to Baltimore and hang out and like get to know you guys." So we like had like a little Dang weekend we planned. Yeah, so he came down. He's a producer. I'm taking. I don't. He's a record label guy. Oh yeah, record label. Okay. 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 Also, just like a good friend, like a good positive yeah, a good influence dude. when I needed it, you know. Mm-hmm. Totally. And uh, so he comes down and he's like, "I have all these plans. We can like take over the world. We're gonna do all this stuff with hardcore." Okay. And like, it's kind of hard to tell yeah. that to me, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> he kept on like, Europe and shit, and I was like, "Dog, you crazy? I'm not. Go- Nobody's gonna let me in Europe. Yeah. Like, my friends die and go to jail. That's what they do, you yeah, know." Like, yeah. And then that night we uh. Sorry. Max, please get off the phone. We're in a fucking pocket. Get out of here. <laughs> Christ. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about Europe. Like, can't I like imagine it. going to Europe. Yeah, so so yeah, I was like, we can't go to Europe. Kind of thing. So he comes down for the weekend and definitely wasn't like putting on or like it was like just kind of like happenstance. Yeah. This dude was like talking wild. So we like took him in an alley and our friend just beat the dog shit out and we robbed him. Oh, shit. And while he was there? And yeah, Kitzel was there. And he, the whole time he's kind of like, what the fuck are you guys doing, dude? <laughs> you wanted to hang with us. <laughs> but I had incentive. I was like, that fool's going to get knocked out. And he's going to have a wallet and I'm going to want it. And wow, uh, our friend was choking the dude all crazy. And when he let him go, the dude was like unconscious, but on his feet. So he fell backwards and hit his head. Oh. And it was like no- cobblestone, like in Baltimore and Fells Point. It's like all cobblestone. And the dude, like, I'll never forget the sound. I've never heard this in my life. The dude's head hitting the cobblestone. And it was jarring to me and like I'm sure to Kitzel who like doesn't know us well enough he's like this is just okay to them but it wasn't yeah. but it wasn't gonna stop me from like taking his chain and his wallet and and then Kitzel was like what are you doing dude like you gotta chill like Damn. That, that dude might be dead his head was split all up and crazy so we like ended up going back. we were all freaked out we are like yeah this dude we like might just kill somebody so we like <laughs> yo well I'll say we it was one homie that was really beating him but we were all there we were all part of it you know and right. like yeah. We like went back to check and he like, the dude left. He like, so he got up at some point and there was like, you know, a little scene where you could see, tell that there was Something, an ass yeah. whooping had occurred. 
But then we went back to my spot and we were like, like everybody was like, we also just got in a big brawl like a week before that. We like jumped these kids and took all their gold and stuff. Holy so we like fuck. were at my house and we lived in an abandoned house, like me and a couple friends. Yeah. And we were just like, I guess people had jobs for the most part, but I wouldn't say anybody, maybe people were working a little inconsistently and we just go do hood shit and then like, yeah, come back and be like, what do we got? So we're like looking through shit that we got and kids was there and, and like everybody's been like trading like, y'all, let me get that chain because I'm gonna wear it, but you can have the wallet. And, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what is wrong with you? Like, like, and he kind of laid it out for me. He's like, dude, you could do so much. Like people like your band, people mm. like you have so much more to you than this. Yeah, and, yeah, he saw it in you. And nobody's told me that shit when I was yeah. a kid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just my mom loved me and she like did her best, but like she had her own problems and like couldn't, you know, I don't know. She like didn't see what I saw in music and stuff. And yeah, to have like somebody who I admired because I was like a true blue fan. So kids was from true blue, the German band. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so like somebody I admired and like had already felt the connection with through music yep. to be like, I believe in you. I'll never forget that moment. I was like, dude, maybe he's right. And I'm going to explain to my friends being like, yo, this dude's crazy, but he, yeah. maybe we'll really go to Europe. And that was like the end all be all going to Europe, you know? Yeah. And now I've done Europe 23 times, you know? Fuck man. But That's incredible. Just that, that moment, that time to him being there. Yeah. It was perfect. Like he was like perfectly awful situation that probably shouldn't have happened, but him being there. Yeah. That, that the timing and everything, man. Yeah. I now, wonder if you kind of be kind of straightened up, try to straighten up then or not. Yeah. I think that was a big motivating force in my life. Just like focus on doing music and stuff. And then even then it's like you're doing hardcore and like you're on tour and like shit gets crazy sometimes and you do oh, cool. stupid stuff and yeah. I've definitely done my share of stupid stuff. Um, another person I kind of cite that I think was like a, a good positive influence at the time I needed was Mike Dijon. Like where he's again, he's the reason that I love guitar. He's like yeah. my favorite guitar player, period. Incredible guitar player. And Underrated. Nobody talks about him as much as they should. I, I really feel like that. I feel mm -hmm. like his name gets not listed in the list of like the hardcore guitar players. Mm -hmm. I really do. Dude, when you think about the influence of where hardcore is now, like after Crown of Thorns, after him playing Breakdown, yeah. Cold Front, like we, like my generation, all of us, the Baltimore circle, and you know, it expands out to like DC and like our yeah. circle that we like write music. That, it was in Trapped in the Rice, Turnstile, Angel Dust. Like that's like number one is yeah. Crown of Thorns. That's like, if you look at Turnstile, like Turnstile is a big rock and roll band now. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's hardcore in essence, but there wouldn't be a Turnstile without Crown of Thorns. And nobody would deny that for a second. They all bow down to Mike DeShawn for sure. It's incredible. I band. never imagined uh, like hearing, hearing you that. say that. It's like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And now that band is going to change the face of what guitar music is, you know, like mm. already, like I can see it. We just played Angel Dust shows and there's people who knew Angel Dust from Turnstile. hundred percent. I saw mad Turnstile mm -hmm. shirts. Yeah. And like it's cool. What a cooler thing to be associated. I have like I don't have any ego about that. I'm like hell yeah. Like I love that turns off. But those fans. are your brothers too. And you guys all do things. It's incredible, exactly. dude. Yeah. It's like this whole group of kids. I, I know, man. It's yeah, I'm very beautiful. fortunate. I'm I'm the old guy in the circle now, which okay. is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was the the baby when I started coming out. I was like you know like yeah. Rick's life picking up the little baby. And yeah, everybody's like, that's weird. You picking up that little child from yeah. seventh grade. <laughs> I'm still like. Mm. And now it's like I go to the hardcore oh, show and people are like, it's weird you hanging out with that old man at the show. You know? right, like, right. <laughs> but that's the same thing of being grouped. Like all of us, I would say back then, H2O, Madball, Scar, and all of us bands always played together. We always played shows. with. We always traveled around together. It was like our little crew of friends. Yeah. And that was the same kind of thing. Everybody checked out our bands from each other's bands. That that's was the whole true. thing. The, boot, I, I, the bootstrap theory. I, I got really saying? into uh, 
Michael, I was roading for you guys at H2O. At the very start, I was there. And uh, I remember these shows were like Crown of Thorns. And I was like, The Juggernaut, that's my shit. It's hard. It's that's fun. my song. And I was like, Please let him play that song. Please let him play. I just want to see people go off. And I and I love the actual character, The Juggernaut. But I was like, This is a brilliant It's the coolest song. song. That yeah. intro is the so coolest. Sick. We had a, 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 a van, a, a, a truck session where I was playing. Playing the Juggernaut to members of Angel Death. Okay, we're all aware of Crown of Thorns, but they're not like weirdos about Crown of Thorns like me. Yeah, <laughs> so I like mansplained every note of the fucking song, dude. I was like, I was like, do y'all understand what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Like, this dude just did this, and now a man's shouting about this. This shit's not supposed to happen in yeah. our world. This is from outer space. Yeah. For sure, I feel like Crown Thorn was kind of ahead of its time too back then. They had their time, like man. The it was and like just the way he played on those it, records. It was mentally it was vexed too. Really like, cool. Fuck. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah, to I feel see like the if, shows, if mentally vexed dropped right now, it'd be the cra- like the biggest record in the world. Damn, that timing shit, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, timing. Man. Yeah. yeah, but thank God they did because the world would be, at least to me, it'd be a much uglier place. You know? Yeah. So so after um. He came and told you all that he had this moment of kind of clarity in a sense. Like, I'm really going to focus on music. And he really is focused on that. Yeah. It's awesome. And then, you know, I started, there was like an interview I did where somebody was like, what's your dream lineup if you were to do a band okay. with anybody? And I was like, Lou Medino on drums, Mike Dijon on guitar. And <laughs> That's right. I got a call, like literally within like a week or two. That was Dean Balchelonis. Thank you. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm recording this band. It's going to be. That exact lineup. Wow. And, and I, was, I thought he was like joking because of the interview thing. And I was like, oh, you read my interview. That's funny. That's funny. He's mm-hmm. like, and you know, Dean, he's like real like, not dry, but like straight, yeah, straight yeah. shooter, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want to do the band or not? Like, what do you? And I was like, wow. Are y'all trolling me or what? I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> so then he gave me Mike's number. And I had met Mike a couple times at shows and stuff and just thought he was like, but I get scared to talk to him, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's like called him and, and it was a real thing. It's awesome. And, it was cool. Like I like went and would drive up from Baltimore and take the bus up and jam with those guys. And uh, it must have been surreal too, man, for you for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And then like having this image of Mike and like who he really is and how like just uh, I don't know, it's just a sweet, compassionate He's person. A sweet, compassionate human, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that definitely rubbed off on me a lot. And there's some little life lessons that I think I needed at that point. Especially you see someone like a hard band like Crown of Thorns. Yeah. And they made Mike Dijon. He's like a sweet, yeah. fucking compassionate vegan. He had a fucking uh, cat, uh, uh, animal, was a pet shop on, on Avenue A and shit. Yeah. Like, he's just a sweet dude, man. Yeah. His brother was this crazy wrestler. He used to come in the pit during Crown of Thorns and he had these really long arms and legs. And he used to windmill. You can see, I just got goosebumps. You could see his brother going bananas in the show. I remember one time he threw a kick at the Coney Island show and he broke his leg. And then oh, drag him on that stop the show and he's like I was dissing him on stage and he dragged him out. <laughs> he broke it, but he became like a he became like a wrestler and shit. He's yeah. this big ass motherfucker. He's doing great now, but like Yeah. I've seen all the videos, you know. Okay. You know, I was yeah, like, we used to get like VHS of wow. New York shows and yeah. oh, man. and you know, like the uh the New York hardcore documentary was like the Bible. Okay, you yeah, know? yeah. And he's in I think he's in that a lot. For sure. Just like every band, you see just that monster towering over everybody, whooping everybody's ass, yeah. dude. Do you remember the first time you met Isaac? Um, I don't know. Uh, because we heard about oh, this man trapped on this guy. He's got mentally vexed tattoo. This, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm sure he was weirded out. He's probably was like, "What the fuck is wrong with no, this I kid?" Think, dude? I, think like, was, I think he was stoked, man. He appreciates yeah. that shit. No, he was always really nice to me. Uh, and it's same thing. It was like kind of surreal, you know. But um, I think like 
I just loved Crown of Thorns so much that it was like just like pouring out of me, dude. Like there was like wow. a period of time where it was like that's the only thing I accepted as music. Like I didn't listen. I was like so just listening cool. to like hip hop and then Crown of Thorns. There's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like and it's like right in that period where I was saying I was like a crazy person, you know? Yeah. And like I think I like needed to hear those songs at that time in my life. And yeah. then, you know, like to like I don't know, become a better person if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then we started Trapped Under Ice. There was never a conversation of like, hey, we're going to be influenced by Crown of Thorns. Yeah. Like, I think we like cited exclusively other things. Yeah. And then like it came out and people were like, oh man, it sounds just like Crown of Thorns. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's, yeah. I mean, in all fairness, that's the only thing I listen to unless we're squatting weight in Sam's I mean, garage. I mean, there's some like Madball influences. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Fuck. You can't, that's hard not to fucking be inspired by Madball. Yeah. 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 I mean, even as melodic as we are, I try, definitely inspired by Mabel, of course. Right. Just every Mabel to me is like, and because and I grew up with these dudes, like these are like the realest cats in the hardcore scene who live, you know, I know, they live their lyrics on and off stage, <laughs> and that really inspired growing up with them. And we barely even had bands; we were chilling. I made a sticker of H two. I didn't have it a fucking demo, but all of us is just the realest cats I ever met. That like really live that shit. Yeah, and you can feel that. You know that. You know that. Obviously, but yeah. it's like it transcends and. Dude, yeah. it, it's funny I say with hardcore it's weird because you grow up with these people that you look at as idols, you know? And yeah. and I think you, you, on some level with hardcore, you got to not do that. You got to be like, these are human beings and like I think they're, they're singing about That's that, what makes it know? beautiful because we're all equal. We yeah. Do, yeah, yeah. But like for me, it's like, how are you going to not look at like a Freddie Madball and yeah. be like, that dude's something else. Like he ain't, we're not the same, you know? <laughs> like, so uh, like, I, like all these bands that I like, grew up admiring, like so many of them like really let me down. Like I had to meet them and be like, damn, you just suck. You're a bad person. It happened to me too. Bro. You're not nice. Yeah. You're like, and like, you don't not gotta be humble. nice. Right. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't gotta be nice to me. Like, but like, like you find out they're not who you thought they were. Yeah. And like, oh, bro. definitely like, but again, being nice would be, would be nice. And, and, and then <laughs> you meet Madball and it's like, Oh, they're fully Madball. Like that, that shit they're singing about, they're fully that. And then they're nice too. I know, they're respectful. Man. And like, they like, 100. as long as, you know what I mean? Like I, I've never felt like not wanted like, or 100%. not like I wasn't welcome in the room on tour with Madball. But at the same time I felt like, I'm never going to do anything crazy in Madball because I've heard those songs and I see how they live. You know, like, yeah, 100%. it's pretty cool. So, I, like, yeah. I always hold them in high regard as, like, being very authentic to 100%, man. one of the most authentic hardcore bands. And, and after me growing up there and meeting a lot of them, not saying New York scene, just in general, the people I met throughout my life that I was inspired by, wish I never met them. Yeah, I put them in the top, top as the most inspirational friends I had. You know, I got a bad rep for hanging out with them, wrote songs about it. They're still my brothers for life. And I'm so proud of everybody, what they're doing, how far they've come, the yeah. music. And yeah, the shit's just real and just authentic. Yeah, you know very, that. Yeah, it's you know, very real. Derek I mean, used to work at the clubs <laughs> we used to roll up to, the hip-hop clubs, yeah. the different bars. He'd be the security at the door and he'd tell me, he's like, yo, not tonight, <laughs> man. It was just <laughs> like inside. those guys I had to learn about from like other people that I knew that like grew up in New York that were born in New York. Yes. And, like, yeah. and they were just like getting me hip to the scene. They're like, yo. See that dude over there? And then I would just hear like the background. I'm like, oh man, great, you know? <laughs> and then I start working like all these places in the East Village. All the spots. All bro. the spots. But John Bloodclad was like one of my first friends that I was hanging out with, like working out with every day. Just and so just hanging with him, people are like, yo, what's up? You know, like I could see that they respected John mm-hmm. fully. Yeah. You know, and so it was cool. And then I was working at these clubs. And then all those dudes would roll up, you know. And they, but like you said, you know, super respectful, you know, with yeah. everyone, you know, there. Like if you're in, just giggling, laughing, you totally. know. But if you cross that, 
Then it was the completely rap, the uh, you know the opposite side. And I was like, please, guys, please, <laughs> for the love of God, just take it easy tonight. It's like, no, no, it's cool, bro. It's cool, go. That's gonna be good. No. And then yeah, I mean, it was just it was rough, you know. Yeah. I mean, they were, but they grew up though. Hundred percent. And I got man. to watch, you know, as they matured and, and became, you know, even and became cooler. musicians and yeah, touring bands. And, and, and really, you know, like they, yeah. so, it was really great to see that transition of like, okay, enough of the street shit, you know. Yeah. This yeah. is about, you know, family and, and, and music, and I mean, they just kill it on. Stage, dude. you could just see it. The stage show was like untouchable, untouchable. Mad yeah. Live Band, dude. that energy like, and that power. But uh, doesn't yeah. matter how many kids are there. Fucking, but it, it, it was terrifying. I think for a lot of people, it just didn't really, you know, give yeah. them a chance. But I, I did security at a couple of clubs in Baltimore for a couple of years, like between tours and stuff. And I've been the one that had that that conversation when like with your with your friends and stuff too. Probably well, like other security and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like when when like real ones roll through, and you got to yeah. be like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! Just so y'all know, like these are there's some real ones. So just just be chill. Like yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. put me in no weird shit. Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. got a you know I got a job here, but I ain't trying to fucking die, yeah. dog. Like, uh, and I, like you said, like like it's like ninety nine percent of the time, real ones are always the coolest people. Yeah, they're not nobody trying like real ones ain't trying to flex. That's always for that's for fake people. Like, right. You know, like yeah, unless you yeah. just got that random crazy ass. Dude, some people are crazy and just can't yeah. right, right can't chill out. But yeah and. Yeah. So <laughs> so when did Trapped Under Ice become something where it was like not a full time, almost a full time thing? You're just touring. You just that's what you're doing only. Uh, it's kind of quick. We just like assumed that that's how it worked because <laughs> like that's like uh, we like were became friendly with Terror really early, and they were okay, like a yeah. touring machine. Totally, man. And they were like, yeah, that's just what you're supposed to do. So we just like live. We do like. Non-stop, I'm stop, dude. I'm sure like one of these guys would call me and be like, "That's not true. It was exactly this many days." Because like. They retain information and have better memories than me. But in my brain, I'm like, yo, we toured nine months a year for like 10 years straight. Yeah, uh, totally. But probably dramatically less than that. But we were touring full time. And yeah, I just thought that's how it's meant to be. And probably could have stayed home, could have skipped some of those tours and spent more time home and watched nieces and nephews grow and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, you miss but, a lot. You sacrifice a lot to be in the band. Yeah, it's tough. I miss but, many funerals and weddings and all that kind of shit. Like, yeah. I was in Europe with sick of all in the early 90s, no phones, and my grandmother passed. I didn't know until I came back from tour. They yeah. tried to contact me. They couldn't contact me at venues and shit. Oh, wow. It's just so yeah. different back then, not having so true. Any, any that that's, kind of shit. It's very, very true. You know yeah, there's I mean? nothing you can really do about it. You know, you're out on the road. So, yeah, I mean, you sacrifice a lot. Yeah. And was Europe like a, a head trip for you since you, like your first time going there? Do you remember? Yeah. Like, just, absolutely. Did you have any expectations about it, or was it. Um. I remember being surprised by like how some some of the venues were like kind of like squats and stuff like that, and that's totally. like so much of a thing in the United States. And like in my head, I'm like, Europe is, uh, you know, like maybe like nicer in regard to like public space being, like, oh yeah, yeah, like having more money or something. Like that's how I perceived it. Mm-hmm. And you're playing in squats where there's literally a hole in the floor that you got to shit into. <laughs> And they're like, damn, this is crazy. But I am in Europe and like, I don't know anybody who's right. been to Europe. This is crazy. That's dope, yeah. Like I had a couple of friends in bands. Like, I remember Cold World telling us like, damn, y'all got to go to Europe. It's different. Like fools mosh all weird and shit. And it's different. y'all just got to go. <laughs> sure. But They mosh different out here too. Man. <laughs> yeah. It's re- East Coast is, yeah. Uh, it's like a culture shock for you kind of when you went there. You kind of like tripping on it. Or? Yeah, I loved it though. Yeah, and then I was like great. eager to get back. I thought it was really funny how, how... Uh, people are like very blunt about things like oh yeah we really like this we like this my first experience with that was it's funny it's like a friend of mine now but some some Polish heads 
came out to the show in London because there wasn't a Poland show. Yeah. And they were bummed because I remember I had lost weight. Uh, I forget why. Like I broke my hand or something. I broke something and I like wasn't eating. I was depressed and I like lost like straight up like 30 pounds. Damn. Wow. So like the Polish fools were like, yo, what's up? Why are you so small? You look like a little kid. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and the guy's like, it's cool. Like your band's good and all, but like, I'm not going to come back and see y'all if you're going to look like a little kid when you do this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The, the, you got you to respect the straightforwardness of being in Europe. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't like this album. Why did you write this? Yeah. yeah it's it's so just true. like, Sorry, you man. Step off, man. Well, this sucks. Step the last off. one's better. Why don't you play any new songs? They suck. Yeah, like all that. But, but so straightforward. I respect it. But then they buy all your merch. They're like, yeah. I hate this record. Can I get three of them? Right. And they're like, are you just, do you like it? Or are you just, are you just being mean? I don't know. Um, Did you love it over there? I mean, so you guys, you guys kill it over there too, man. Yeah. And we went back with Trapped Under Ice a lot. And when the time came, we was doing Angel Dust there, there yeah. when we could. And then I was dating a girl in, in Germany for a long time. So I was like. Just like borderline living in Germany. Oh, okay, sometimes. okay. What years was that? Um, I guess that. Chappelle Lacey in the house. Sorry, probably like 2016 to 2000. No, wait, that's not true. 2010 to 2015 ish. Oh wow, something like that. So were you living there, or just going back and forth? No, a that, lot? that can't be true either. I don't fucking know. Dude. Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> so wait, what city was it? Uh, I guess mostly in Berlin. Berlin's okay. dope, I lived dude. in some other cities for a little bit. I fucking just, love Berlin. When I say live, I would like stay for a couple months right. and then we'd come back, stay in Baltimore, stay in New York, stay in LA. I was living everywhere for a while. Yeah. I love Berlin. It's like a fucking New York. Oh, yeah. I love it. So you were just there. I love it, yeah. man. Yeah. It's, it's one of the few cities where I was like, I could do this. I could right. live yeah. here. Like when Walter moved there from Quicksilver, I was like, damn. That was such a I sick move. I remember he was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking the legend, the hero. The that was part of it. I was like, people are gonna be talking about this shit. When I, make, when I like, when I like, pull the trigger and I like commit to staying in in Berlin. I'd be like, man, justice is crazy. Living out there, yeah. But Berlin seems you could get like, like any kind of city, right? Um, like it seems like you could. It's such a diverse culture. It oh is. yeah, it has like everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. New York shit. Um, yeah. Was was the big kiss good night? Was that the big record for you guys? It kind of put you. Yeah, I think it was. A, you know, a lot of people were people liked it and there was like always a thing about trapped under ice you know what yeah. i'm saying like trapped under ice got in a fight or like trapped under ice <laughs> yeah. like sold a lot of this one shirt or uh i don't know like there's always like a thing like to where it was you know it was like a topic that people were talking about a lot but at that point i don't think we made the record that people like people were just like all right like because you know got haters you know like oh, when you do something yeah. new so we did everything we did there's somebody being like this shit this shit's all right, I guess. I don't know why y'all are tripping. But then we did Big Kiss Goodnight, and I feel like all the haters was like, all right, we, we bow down. This shit rocks. Y'all killed that shit, you know? Yeah. Proved yourself in a sense. Yeah. And we did that. We were staying here in this house downstairs with, with oh, Chad right. most of the time. That's right. Chad produced that shit. Yeah. Buzz was, Bomb Studios. Paul Miner. Yep. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, the same shit we do with Nothing Proved. Same. Chad yeah. did that. Nice. Very oh, cool right. process. Yeah. Um. And then the pleased to meet you video. I saw the other. It's got a lot of lot of views and people. That's a that's a big one too. Up that record. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it in so long. I should I should check it out. See what people what, what shit people are talking in the comments. If that's still a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the big song off there. Um yeah, that's cool. That song particularly, I remember that was like a riff that Sam had. It was, it was like okay. it was different riffs that Sam had not together. Okay. And he was trying to make a song out of both of them. Uh huh. And I was like, yo, I really like these things, but they're not a song. And Chad was going to be like, nah, it's a song. Like, just you can just put these two together. So smart. And then he had some more input on it. That's one of the songs he really had a lot of okay. input on. Yeah, Chad Gilbert, Chad Gilbert, man, his like melodies, 
his ears, everything about him. He's, he's incredible with music, man. Yeah, he's really smart. Like, he's another underrated person who produced a bunch of our shit, but he can hear melodies. He's really smart. Like you said, stuff you wouldn't hear yourself, he hears it and it puts it. He also, I think, really understands how people perceive music. And, like, yeah, he would say, like, for example, there was, I had a lot of vocal melodies. I wonder, it was the first time I'd ever really done that. I had recorded melodies on other things, but I probably just sounded really bad. And everybody in the band was like, nah, we ain't doing that, you know? Mm. But on this one, I was like committed and I, I had these little ideas. And he was by no means like, uh, like you know, swinging the axe and just chopping ideas. But like, he'd be like, okay, like this one's cool, this works. This one's too much of this. And people will say, you know, people are going to say, Chad produces. So this is Chad's input. And it's crazy because I almost feel like his input was some of the heavier stuff. Mm. Like, I'm, I want on the, I was like starting to write Angel Dust stuff then okay. at that point. Like, actually, I think t- uh, one of the songs on Big Kiss Goodnight was meant to be an Angel Dust song. That song okay. called You and I. Okay. It's like more of a melodic song. It was like written to be like a Ramones type song. And then like Chad was like, nah, you can like sing it like, like Trapped Under Ice mm. and this, that. And, and you know, like we made it work. But like, uh, it's funny because I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to sing melodically all of this whole record and nobody's going to say anything about it. <laughs> I and, love that shit, we, we, we like met, you know, like somewhere in the middle where there's a couple little melodies. And sure enough, he was right. Like every, like, and those were the things where I was like, I want to do this melody. Yeah. And you had those people being like, now they think they're like a pop rock band because Chad Gilbert oh, with, the, Jesus, with, the, with this melody and this melody. Yeah. And I was like, damn, he was really right about that. You know, like just with the context of what Trapped in Race was at the time and what it meant to young angry people i guess you know but because he's a fan also he knows what he loves about your band as well yeah yeah like when he was having freddie sing on the fucking hazen street demos and then freddie freddie's like yo i want to sing freddie madball it's like he sang on the hazen street stuff and i was like damn like he wanted to push himself and and try that you know what i mean and chad was yeah chad wrote a bunch of those songs and once again just crushed the songs you know what i yeah. mean like I'm super proud of that project with him too. One thing I always like about Chad is like when Trapped and Dre started, you have people that are like, like, oh, the band is clearly, people love it to like, you know, just like make it sound small by saying it's just this, you know? Mm. And we got a lot of, it's just Outburst. And it, I'd never heard Outburst until wow. we started comparing us to Outburst. Okay. Which is funny because it's like an influence for other things that I like, yeah. you know? But <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Outburst. I'll check that shit out. Chad like got my number from a friend and texted me and was like, hey, it is Chad Gilbert. Like, at that time, that's crazy. Like I was like, "Damn, Chad Gilbert just texted me. This is crazy." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I really like your band." And he's the first person who like got the influences right off the bat. He was like, "Dude, it's crazy. I hear Crown of Thorns, but there's like this next step up element to it." And I was like, "That's like literally, it's fucking. That's awesome. it, you yeah. know." And then he pulled it, like, and then one on, and it was like just nailing it. So always, I was like, "This dude gets our band in a way that yeah, the average listener might not. They might like it, but they they don't hear all the tools we're using to right. to build mm-hmm. it or whatever." Was there a melodical singer that you admired, you know, that got you into change Trying up? to sing, yeah. Trying to sing. Um, good I question. Honestly, at, the point, at that time, I was just, I've always been obsessed with the Ramones. Okay. Right. And it's, Perfect. you know, it's like simple, effective melodies. Right. It's not like, you know, I think most people aren't like, I don't know, like view the Ramones as the greatest singers of all time, but great songwriters and great songwriters melodies. I was like, I just want to incorporate some of that and then you know once later it, it's you know influenced by a lot of other people but mm. gotta yeah is gotta it safe to say that. Ramones are like the first pop punk band in a sense because they did melody and sing along I would say so man yeah it's interesting it's safe to say you know and then Descendants came with like real more popular and love songs oh and definitely but yeah. I mean Ramones was one of the major influences for me as well I mean it's yeah Especially melodically, like those, all those melodies were 
fantastic. But stripped and down. simple and straight. Just stripped down the, the guitar. Still like everything. one of the biggest bands in like Brazil as well, too. Really? That's People cool. flip on them. Oh, yeah, I saw flip. videos of them getting their shits flipped yeah. over and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's it's just straight to the point. People love it. It's almost like Beatles mania, you know? Like yeah. really oh, just incredible. But yeah, I was curious, like, was there something because I know there's a lot of stuff I, I wanted to sing, you know, but it took some time to really, I don't know, match up the music, you know, yeah. like I was like, oh, there's got to be something that feels organic with what right, you're doing. Right. But I something think something to sing more melodic and separatory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it eventually started to get there. I mean, it was always there when I entered the band. That was the main reason why they wanted me. Like yeah. a lot of people were giving demos and they were all just the same. Mm. screaming trying to be like the old singer just trying to yeah. just scream and uh even you know like uh from marauder yeah, uh, jorge. jorge he tried uh, out tried out for it they're like oh we met whoa i never knew that yeah, yeah, yeah he, he came down there. to brazil and he he tried out and they were like yo he's a powerful singer mm -hmm. great voice but it was just very one-dimensional yeah like they were saying so. damn yeah, so did they know Outface? They knew your hardcore band before that? That's what I sent them, and I was like... Because Igor know. is a hardcore kid. Yeah, but I I mean, they, I, I'd sent them like a melodical band that I was in, and they were just like, okay, this is something different. Like, kind of the future, it can something different can happen. Yeah. Know? But it's really cool when I heard, you know, like all the stuff that you're doing, and I was just like, wow, the melodic stuff is really interesting. That's cool. You know, good, Thank you, man. A great change. You yeah, know, we like just... Change up. We just kind of burnt on Trapped Dice and that style of music, and you want to expand, and that's why you started Angel Dust. And um, is it named after a Faith No More record? It's not the Faith No More record. You, it was just the concept of like. <laughs> oh my God, I wanted to ask. I love, I love Faith No More, bro. Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's funny. That kind of like got me more into Faith No More. People, it's like saying that the Alberts thing. Okay, like, okay. Oh, it's clearly this. And then you go back and you're like, okay, that thing is kind of lit, though. Uh, <laughs> it was just, you know what it was? Was, uh, again, like, like, Ramones was yeah. like a, something I really loved and Bad Brains and all these couple bands that you could attribute to sounds on the first Angel Dust recording. Yeah. Um, there was always the theory, I can't say that it's true, but that, you know, that, that era of music, like in the 70s and 80s, how people just really love PCP. Mm, and, gotcha. And my theory was like, okay, well, if, if Fools were on PCP and they're just trying to make pop music, it turned into that. So it's like write pop music and just pretend like we, because we, we were all straight edge at the time. It was yeah, like, yeah. Not like intentionally, just like having to be a right straight edge. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, we're like, yeah, we're just gonna play it like we're fucked up on drugs and yeah. it could be sloppy and it could be fast. And did cool. you ever try PCP now or no? Would I? <laughs> no, did you ever try it? I would try it. Okay, okay. What? Um, I'm yeah. asking you try it. I, out of all the drugs out there, I try, you yeah. would try PCP, the most dangerous, <laughs> unlike bridled drug that anything could happen. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> this guy's a warrior, man. He's been through a lot of shit. Man. Okay, try PCP. All right, all right. PCP kind of got this allure to it. Like, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> we have. Jumping off of a building, dude. A lot of hard, a lot of hardcore cats you love used to do Angel Dust back in the Yo, day. Yeah, no names. Yeah, that was the thing. I mean, back the, in the, 80s, the Sherman bro. Hemsley. You know, the, the mm -hmm. you get like a laced up joint. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it was dipped in PCP. Did you do that right? before? Not on purpose, no. But it unfortunately, <laughs> happened. So, you so you've been in dusted. New York. Yeah, it was just like damn. Yeah, it was. Was it enjoyable? Dusted. dusted. Enjoyable at all? Was, was there anything? Absolutely not. Really it was terrifying. The whole experience was damn. Just like, God, I had to leave my job. Like I was oh, working no. security when it actually happened. Like an what, idiot. What spot? Match on Damn. Mercer Street. It's like a nice 
legit restaurant it was, club. You had a suit on. We weren't well, like, well, not a suit. But I was just <laughs> like, one of my I, friends were allowed. We weren't allowed in that. Yeah, back. hell that no. Was like just scrubs were not allowed. <laughs> but it was like working the door, and there was like some dude was like, "Yo, man, it's like tickets out." And I was like, "All right, I'm bored here." And then it was just like laced up. And I was like, it was like, yo, bro, I got to break out. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're security. You can't just leave the door. And I was like, yo, I'm going home, man. I can't. Take-. I was just like flipping, flipping. Wow. That yeah. sounds. Yeah. I want that experience. That sounds great. <laughs> you might have that in your life. Yeah, yeah. Just one time. Um, you're young, bro. You do it. I don't think it's like something I shouldn't say on recording, you're, but you're young. You're young. <laughs> it's like the same thing to say with COVID. They're like, you're young. You'll be all right. You know? <laughs> yo. Yo. But this, but this it, guy's it, been through a lot of shit, man. It, it, he can handle it's it. It's not the greatest. I'm not promoting thing. any like, kind of PCP on yeah, you, bro. please. I mean, just one dust trip, dude. Just go out and just wild out and throw a table or something. This shit's crazy. Makes sense. Yeah, oh it's God. like when the Bronx came out. I was like, have those guys been to the Bronx? I was just wondering. Oh yeah, they, but they did. They ended up going there. I'm saying they've been there before. Right, right. But he's an angel dust. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Not that promoting this guy to fucking try PCP. Just don't be. You know what it is? The the band Death Threat Live. Okay. They always shout out dust. Okay. I don't. This is on recording somewhere, so I don't feel like I'm like I'm not dry snitching. Like there's definitely live recordings of right. of Aaron saying this, but it'd be like, <laughs> it's the song where he says "Ash the ashes, dust to dust," and then he'd like do a, a mosh call before the breakdown. He'd be like, "I smoke dust," wow, okay. and then people would just destroy each other. <laughs> okay. And like I've just seen him do that a lot of times, and at some point my brain was like, I want to smoke dust. Like one time, you know. So that's kind of been my thing is like if. If Death Threat ever wants to smoke dust with me, if you guys are listening, You're putting it out there, I'll smoke dust with, with Death Threat. First but time only. I'm not smoking dust with just like some regular dude. You know what I mean? You got to bring something to the table more than just some PCP. Is, is it addicting? Do you think that's addicting? No, man. No. It's just like. I mean, have you ever seen those like movies like in the 70s? It's like, I can fly. I can fly. Oh, yeah. like, no. Like shit like that happens. I just remember like first time seeing somebody so dusted on it like <laughs> just riding home on like a train and just this dude eating these red hot cheetos and just like red eyes eyes just like yo b yeah son that was some new york tripping shit. tripping the fuck out and i was like this guy's head is what year are we talking crying. uh this was like before i even moved to new york this was like early oh that 80s. was in ohio yeah it sounds like 80s, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. and i was like I was like, I don't want to be on. Shout that out ever. to Scam Dust, by the way. We're talking about dust, Richie Scams. But man, Scam Dust. Um, God bless. I mean, I I hope that journey goes well. You know, eighties <laughs> New York sounds like the coolest. Pl- I wish I could just teleport one, just for like back then. One day, smoke some dust, be on the train, eating hot Cheetos. You know, <laughs> CBs out front. Oh, that'd be sick. Man. <laughs> you guys get to play CBs before it closed? Never played it, but I've been oh, there a couple times. I took a shit one time in the bathroom. Oh, too, brother. Wow. Which there's no That's fucking scary. door. It's like when you walk down the steps, yeah. it's just there's like a line of people watching scary. you shit head on. Yeah, I did it too, man. yeah. That's. And you're I'm different after that. That's yeah. like that's that's worse than smoking dust. I think you're probably. <laughs> I, I, I would agree. Take <laughs> <laughs> some years off your body for sure. Yeah, no wow. doubt about so, that. So, so what kind of stuff do you listen to that people? With like, oh, Justice listens to the big shock you listen to. Like, what kind of obscure shit or... I don't think anything too shocking. Because you, sh- you pretty much put on the table with your music anyway. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe one thing that's like, I saw on Wheelhouse, I really like the artist named Sophie, the late artist who she passed pretty recently. Okay. Um, but I've you been heard a of fan her, of hers. No. Me either. Um, I don't really know how you classify it with like electronic shit. I'm like, it's just electronic. There's like computers and producing and mm-hmm. keyboards and stuff. But she really like... I don't know. Just change the way I view music. Where wow. I'm like, yeah, I want to check it out. It's, it's like, like your Sade. Yeah, yeah. Sade does that. That's a good point. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good. Some artists just do that. Like definitely. And no that, that's what always grabs me. Is like the, like somebody who just like skews my view of what you know what, what hardcore is and like what 
punk is or yeah. what music is, period. So I like not that I'm gonna make music that sounds anything like Sophie, but yeah. I do. I'm like I like make something. I'm like, how can I make this? Like I wrote this song on acoustic guitar or something. Yeah, it's like a lot of people have done that. How can I make it sound like right? Not everybody else's song on the acoustic mm-hmm. guitar, and that's I'll literally just go put Sophie on. Um, I'm gonna check her out for sure. Yeah. So you're listening to new music all the time. You checking out new shit? I try to. I have like the things that I'm just like really like I'm always gonna put on. Um, you know, like classic punk stuff that I like. I'm like pretty obsessed with like the Wipers and Greg Sage's solo. You know music. what that is? No. Damn, we're learning so much shit right I now. Know. Wipers is arguably one of the first punk bands. Like they they were starting at the same time as I think their their beginnings uh, align with the Ramones. Okay. Hmm. But very okay. different take on the concept of punk. Like less pop element. Okay. More like uh, I don't know, like experimental guitar sounds okay. and. Uh, and then the the singer like kind of got real focused on acoustic guitars and okay. like producing it in a way that isn't traditional. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's been a big thing for me. That's what I try to like use when we record. How can I play this acoustic guitar in a way that's not like an acoustic guitar? That's um, awesome. So maybe it's something that fans of Angel Dust or me or Trapped in Rice know less about. Yeah, but uh, all my friends and I'm like. A, they're probably like annoyed by me playing that shit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have a diverse palette of music. I know you're a hip hop head too. Did yeah. you ever want to rhyme or like do shit like that? Oh, did you? Uh, I, I have, but like you low tell key. About your face, you might have you yeah. something before. It's like, gonna be oh, recording this is out my there. Moment. This is my yeah. moment. Is there a recording of you rhyming somewhere? Yeah, but we we go keep bro. that a secret though. Like we're not. Oh my god, yes. Uh, I mean, because I know you're a big hip hop head for sure. Yeah, and definitely like like let that influence trapped in the race, which yeah. is, which is cool um, because. Um, you see a lot of young people doing that now, like screaming and rap and shit. Yeah, you know, it's like I, I, I didn't start that by any means. You know no, what I mean? No. But like, uh, just cool to see how that's like tr- translated from a hardcore thing to like a hip hop thing now. Hundred percent. It's really cool. Yeah. And then you know, like I like it's an element of that. Like I remember like sitting down with Trapped Under Ice demos before like the lyrics were done, and like listening through to like uh, Mob Deep. And like Sick. Biggie and and like their cadence and yeah, like when it comes to cadence, like Biggie's the craziest thing alive, too. or you know, there was alive, but uh, agreed. Like those things are just like even if it's not like imitating their line, just being like inspired by yeah, totally. how unique it's, it's like. I want to do some crazy shit like that. Yeah, and then there was like a couple months where like friends were rapping and I'd be like, and it sounded good. It's like mm-hmm. a like legitimate sounding s- scenario, and I was yeah. like. Let me get on the track, dude. <laughs> and it just is not something that anybody should ever hear. Did you sure. have a name? Like, a, you have a different name? Rap My, name? Heavy Chain. Heavy yeah. Chain. Yeah. It's pretty hard, actually. That's right. I think heavy Franz chain. Franz made that up for okay, me. Okay, Heavy Chain. <laughs> he was like, dude, you look like Heavy Chain. That's your name now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You have a similarity of Biggie right now. Don't get, I don't want to gas you up, but how Diddy was like um, uh, Reaper Records. And how Diddy was trying to get Biggie stopped dealing in the streets, but as I have this record deal for you, come on, let's go. You're better than this. You can do better than this. Right. That's a big story. Oh yeah, I remember this story. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of like your shit. He was like trying to get you out. Yeah. And then you. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you're Biggie. I'm just saying like. <laughs> no, I get it. I'm just like Biggie. We're the same person. It's like <laughs> well, because you love Biggie's cadence. But I'm saying that whole thing of like P Diddy, like yo, he saw something in him. Like yo, stop. Right. And Biggie kept going there, even when the deal was going down. He was still out there, like wilding in the streets, and then yeah, he's finally he took it. Interesting. Oh yeah, character. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, I mean definitely. Yeah, in the Biggie of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a, there's there's a Biggie in Baltimore somewhere, but yeah, 
I can't, I can't, I can't claim that. But I, I see the correlation. And yeah. I appreciate that. That's that's cool. Um, but dude, the angel dust shit, man. Just I have songs written down too, and like, like I told you the other night, there's like a trans, there was a transplant vibe I got from, from the EPs, from like on Little House and the Bigger House, with turn off, turn, I turn off the guitar, and like all that. And I know you're transplants fan and a Tim Armstrong fan, yeah, absolutely. But I love, I love those, those songs, even um. Love is the greatest and all the way dumb. Even the song Little House, it's it's so melodic and it's so poppy. And it's just looking at you, I love the fact you would never expect that from you. If people oh, didn't know, I saw you on the street or even saw Trapped Under Ice, even like, because even the girl that was with my friend's sister, when you took your shit off and started going, she's like, what the fuck? And then everybody's <laughs> bum rushing the stage for the songs. It's like, it's so cool. You can like go from one to the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think about when I was a kid, that's like exactly what I wanted to see. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I want to see people playing music that can chill. You know, like I appreciate that shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I like love those scenarios. And then there's also like the kid in me that's like, I'm also trying to jump off this fucking stage though. So let's get it cracking at some point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Like just how like you just went for it in those songs. There's so many, so much pop to those songs. Think, you know what I mean? I, I think every one of the songs you just mentioned are songs that I would say are the most influenced by Greg Sage. So. Okay. That's something to think about if you, you know, Greg check Sage? out later. No. Me either. I'm learning so much shit. No, yeah. No, no, no. That's the oh, Wipers you, guy I was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, shit. So you're, normally you're like, yo, yeah, Greg Sage. Yo, he's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yo, he's the, he's the, young, he's the youngest yeah, I'm learning hardcore singer of any band we've ever had on the podcast. Well, I mean, definitely today. like, oh, nice. First time, I'll give a for that. Excellent. First, because we've had all the old, old cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the first one from the different generation on the podcast. Absolutely. I mean, he's schooling us. It's definitely refreshing because I'm just like, man, like, What's up Gotta with get these Brandon. Bands, yeah, I've been talking. I've been texting with him, man. It's like a, oh, really? It's a goal. That'd be awesome. Because we talk about them a lot in here. I had Milo was talking about them on here. Really? Fucking Fletcher, mm. Fat Mike, everybody. It's like that's cool. Yeah, but like you guys are part of the whole fucking tribe, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, I'll check my notes because I know you got this guy's <laughs> about to leave the fucking state tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, from from the extra raw demo to the AD to rock the fuck, rock the fuck forever, and pretty buff, right? Mm-hmm. That's a sick name of a record. Yeah. Pretty buff. Pretty buff. These dudes were jacked. Even when Trapped on Ice first came out, they oh, yeah? just, just swole. It looked like a bunch of, this is no diss, but like a bunch of Mark Wahlbergs. Like, jacked. Dude, that is the furthest thing from a diss. That's exactly what I wanted to be oh, when yeah. I was a kid, dude. <laughs> wanted to be Mark Wahlberg so bad. The other night, this dude's on stage with like a Gold's Gym baggy ass tank top. <laughs> right. Fucking playing a guitar, singing these pop. It's just, it's fucking dope. Damn. But yeah, so yeah, that, that was the vibe when you guys first came out. Like, who these You're fucking- just blowing my head up, dude. You're <laughs> saying all the right things. He's like, dude, look, he's just like Biggie, but he looks like Mark Wahlberg. And- <laughs> he's not going to walk out of the room. His head is going to be fucking swole. Um, no, I, I, I just, I've, I've always, always fucked you with the music and you. You've always been a good kid every time I saw you. And I know, Thank like, you, man. I know you love and respect the history of hardcore. Like, we ran into you at the Turnstile. He's rocking a rabies fucking mesh wife beat. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody can pull that shit off. Nah, not many not, people not, know where that shit's from, people. too. Yeah. And that's another thing I love with the generations that they actually give a fuck about the roots and the history of hardcore. Yeah, respect the architects. Because there was a time you could walk in a hot topic and come out of punk and not know, and not know any <laughs> right. history about it. Right. And that's what happens about that song we wrote. And so there, there is these, this generation, they actually give a fuck. They're inspired about it. They're rocking the original tees. And they're given like you can hear all those elements in all these bands. You can, and it's and, and it's. I love it, that. But it's cool. It's that it's taking on a whole different life of itself, which is really yeah. awesome to see. I'm yeah, like, dude. I'm like, all right, we got to get some of these bands opening. But by the mm. time they blow up so fast, I know, man. <laughs> yeah, true. you know, it's just like, yo, we don't even need. You know, we can go out on our own with the internet now. It like changes right. the whole. 
yeah the whole template for like what you're supposed to do as a band yeah i mean there was like bands like for example like hatebreed and everyone yes. was like yo do not take them out bad mm. rep like this oh, is really? back <laughs> like back when they were trying to oh, get off of true. victory and they were just like horrible horrible like da 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 we took them out in the U.S. Like, no, we want to tour with them. And I really like the album that Steve Evitz produced for them. I was like, it sounds fucking great. Yeah. And we ended up getting Steve Evitz because they Whoa. were he worked oh, with wow. Hatebreed. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. I didn't know that. So it was like, really, we wanted to, you know, we're energized by that. And then we took them out and they were great. You know, they were totally respectful. And then we're like, let's take them to Europe, too. They'd never gone. Jamie wouldn't get on a plane. Oh, that's right. They had to drug him back then, like the dude from A-Team. He was no just, like, way. terrified. Yeah, that's a true yeah. story. And so then they were like, yo, he's coming to Europe. And then I remember Tony Brummel or the guys from Victory were like, they're never going. They're not going. I was like, yo, they said they're going to go. They're going to go. Like, it's already booked. You know, they better go. <laughs> and then they went, and it was just like, it was a lot of fun. It was. You took him on the first tour to Europe? Yeah. Damn, bro. That's incredible. That. So, uh, yeah, and then they just blew up. You know, and it was yeah. like, poof, you know, after that tour and everything, it was it was incredible to see, and I was so happy to see that happen. Yeah. But uh, nowadays, I mean, it's just hard. You know, like one of the tours we did was like Earth Crisis and VOD. Damn. You know, they were it was like one of the first American runs, and it was so much fun. When know, was that? Victor. In '99 or something. Damn. Holy shit, yeah. man! VOD. That's another underrated band, VOD totally. Long Island, bro. They were killing it bro. too. Like, that was. Live- Musically, a hugely influential thing. Okay. I, was, I used to have dreadlocks because I was like, I wanted to be Tim, dude. Oh, Man, he was, he was a great, I mean, they were a great band. Like, yeah. They were really like, when I listened back, I'm like, fuck, they had cool melodies, super heavy. I think they were ahead of their time, too, with their sound. Way yeah. ahead of their 100%. time, man. They're a band that practiced, for sure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were super no tight, doubt. dude. Yeah, they were great. I was, yeah, Tim but was now, the- man, you guys are, damn, the bands get so good so fast. It's like, oh, we're already doing our own tours fast right it's yeah. hard to like catch bands like yo let's get them to open like because the diversity in shows is so cool to have you yeah. know and you don't have... want to go out with the same nah, style of band like i don't want to go out with another necessarily another thrash band that sounds like us you know it's cooler to have a band that has their own absolutely sound. yeah so, and that's know. starting to happen more in america it used to just be a europe festival thing right but i'm seeing that more like how turnstiles with the suicide boys stuff like that it makes yeah. me happy cool. like, all the yeah. different genres meshing um, it's super important. Is there a, a tour that you would love to go out with? Like, if you could Ooh. put a tour together, like, who would be in the package? Like, four bands, including yourself. I think the big one for me is always going to be Turnstock because my okay. best friends. Yeah, and, like, it works. works musically. Um, and then, I don't know. Like, we do, you know, we, we have a record label we do together. Me, Brendan, and Dan called okay. Popwig. And the bands that we've worked with are, like, just genuinely some of my favorite bands. You know, most right. of my favorite bands. So, always those bands. A couple hardcore bands. I think it's hard to be the hardcore band to go on tour with, with, with angel dust mm. because it's like, there's a hardcore connotation because it's like hardcore people. Right. And there's things that hardcore things that influence angel dust, but it's not by any means a hardcore band. Right. Yeah. Um, but like we like, like wise played with us at the Roxy mm. yeah. and, uh, they're one of my favorite hardcore bands right now in LA, but in the world. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, they like brought it and it's like, it's not a hardcore crowd, but people, you know, a couple of fans, it makes sense. It translates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I think everybody was blown away by them because they're fully committed to it, you know? Awesome. But yeah, I feel bad a lot of times. I'm like, yo, I want this hard. I just want to see your band. I love your yeah. band. And yeah. like, I, I don't know if it's going to make sense. But, and then, yeah, they do it. And it's not the hardcore environment, but it's, it works. If but you're, that, you're that can actually turn out to be something really, you know, memorable for people as 100%. fans, you know, it like, stands out. It totally. Stands oh yeah. Out. I mean, there were shows that we did. It was like one of the first tours in Europe. It was like Slayer, us, 
and Systems of a Down. And oh, people whoa, are that's just crazy. Like, it was the first album of Systems of Down, and people are just like, boo, get off the stage. <laughs> you got makeup on. Like, Damn. Slayer fans were just brutal. Yeah. But they got up, and they were just, like, giving everyone the finger, that's playing dope. their songs, you know, like, yeah. going through every night. And I was like, Damn. That's cool. These guys are legit. They're paying their dues. Like, yeah, that's cool. They had the same effect on me. Like when I heard some of it down, I was like, not getting getting it. You know, right? Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. So relentless. At some point, you're like, oh, this is real. This is yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> right, right. Got to got to appreciate and it. They're still yeah. killing. They're still they're killing, killing it now. Killing, yeah. You know, I think we're liking the pool guy. We're like Angel Dust. I think so. The pool guy. Talk, yeah, the pool guy. Because he was talking about on the episode we talked about turnstile too. But that's I'm, I'm going to send him some Angel Dust. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it is off the episode. But I'm going to send some angel to the I knew this guy stuff. would be down. That'd be a sick tour for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That could be. We can't say his name on here because it's so <laughs> secretive. But I'm going to tell, tell Justice after this. Um, look at my notes over here. Another thing I knew you guys were real ones when you had Timberlands on your Gnostic front skinhead mock tee. <laughs> that shit was amazing when I first. We used to always rock Black That's Chucka hilarious. Tim's. We always rocked Tim's in Manhattan growing up. Yeah. All that shit, man. He worked at Fat Farm. I worked at Nana Shoes across the street from each other in Soho. Wait, that's real? Yeah. yeah. Man. What? Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, right across the street from each other, man. Yeah. But all of us rock fucking Timbo's. It was when you guys made that show. I was like, fuck, man. That's yeah. Um, I mean, all the bands we loved. You see that in the promo photos and like camo pants. Right. Hell yeah. Man. And yeah. like, I'll by no means be like, yo, we started that. But it's just nobody in our age bracket was doing that. You 100%. know, right? And we just like committed. We're just, we're gonna wear <laughs> full length camo pants, Timberlands, yeah. nothing else, a chain, like or like dog tags or something. You know, like no shirt ever. That's like New York hip hop mixed with hardcore. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. And they call the cutoff camos the stigmas. Supposedly that's that's where they came. Oh wow, that's yeah. literally the first person I've ever seen wearing cutoff camo shorts. Yeah, the stigmas they call them. Wow, he would get credit for that. Mm. And then Craig Sick of it all says he was the first one to wear high top Nike Air Force Ones in hardcore. He tried, it might be. He tried, you know. I can't think also, of anybody before that. Well, there was Joe Bruno, the roadie, the b boy. Yeah, yeah. I always shout him out on here, and he always DMs me, say, "Yo, you missed somebody else." Joe Bruno, I love you, but for me, you're the dude had the first neck tattoo. And the high tops, the b-boy style. I know he's going to hit me up when he hears this, but he was with Murphy's Law back then, Joe Bruno. Murph, that's right. But like the OG type oh, shit. Man. Um, that Murphy's Law, God. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any regrets? Um, I don't know. I I guess there's some things. I know there's things I could have, have done and could be doing that would be more beneficial career-wise. Yeah. But I'm like, my life's cool. And I'm, I get by. And yeah. I don't, I'm not struggling. I'm not like resentful of my my past or anything yeah. you know I, so yeah I, I can't say i do another question i was asked is you are you optimist or pessimist but it seems like you're pretty positive cat optimist like definitely a lot of my life i've been a pessimist but okay. <laughs> way more optimistic yeah um also I'll, I'll acknowledge that since i've introduced medical cannabis into my life okay a lot more optimistic to okay, be honest okay. all right all right it, it's okay. crazy like i definitely was making a conscious effort to be like a better person yeah and like part of that is you have to like look at like I don't know like look at the good shit and not just hunker down and focus on every bad thing that's ever happened to you you know right. yeah I love that and maybe part of that is like the angel dust process and exploring new sounds and singing mm -hmm. about things that I would never be comfortable doing yeah and then I think that process has been little by little and and you know like having great relationships with a couple of friends that yeah. uh, have showed me um. Like Dan and Brendan, for example, I think the reason we've remained close for so long is because I, I like knew when I met them, they were like babies, you yeah. know, uh, Dan and Brendan are, are, you know, do angel dust and turnstile and yep. a pop wig, but they're like babies and they're always 
positive people and like i always like love that about them yeah so there came a point where i'm like you know being like a, like the big brother type or whatever and be like listen to this thing listen to this thing and let's go get into trouble where i was like they're happier than i am <laughs> and i'd be like and turn this is, this is where it started i'd be like dan i'm really mad about this thing this person did to me i, I want to go beat them with a thing you know like i'm just gonna beat them like <laughs> is that crazy yeah and dan would be like well, I don't think it's crazy that you feel that way. He like have like a really right. good way of talking therapy about it and like yeah, like the, yeah, strip therapy. Which yeah, Dan, thank thank you for the years of of actual therapy. I owe you probably a lot of money in the back end, but <laughs> just talking, listening to each other, yeah. 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 But just like give me good advice, yeah, and kind of like being the the good angel on my shoulder. Both of them have done that for me so much, um, and you know it's like helped me grow as a person. But then also finding cannabis. Okay. Like I think has really helped me, and you know it's not Helps for everybody. Level, level you, yeah. Because you were never really a, a party person anyway. Yeah, never. I was like, you know, uh, did the straightest thing for a long time, and uh, you know, I obviously had reser- reservations about wanting to do that, and I like did the CBD thing, and I was like, oh, this is this is cool, and I was like talking about with a friend, mm-hmm. and like then you know it's like, well, why don't you like I don't know like try this, try that. I'm like, no, no, no. But but what I realized eventually was the thing that I what was making me feel better about the CBD is like actually the cannabis element of it, you know, because you start like <laughs> the thing they take out. Yeah, it's like CBD with like one like or like you know like one to four or whatever ratio. I don't know the ratios. Right. But it has like a little bit of THC, and yeah. that's the stuff where I'd be like, for the next three days, I'd be calm. Right. Like wow. something would upset me, I'd use it, and like you know was at the time it was like oil when I first started. You use it, and it's like for the next couple of days I feel different. Like I like have less rage good man yeah that's great whatever helps you man yeah, yeah. yeah. and again I, I know people who have the opposite effect like right. honestly <laughs> me too what yeah. on, on on weed yeah yeah you can become violent on weed not violent but just paranoid Aggressive. and exactly uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely yeah. like uh, wigged out and wow. stressed out like totally stressed out my girlfriend can't do weed she like okay. freaks out she thinks like everything bad is happening all at once super right. paranoid yeah damn that can be yeah so that helps you that you have any daily rituals um, so I had like a, a back injury years ago Yeah And I kind of like Was having trouble walking For a little while Like to where it got real bad Right before quarantine It got real bad And my friend Danny Soul He has a gym Called Soul uh, <laughs> um, it, He kind of like Sat It's interesting Because I, I asked him If he knew anybody in LA That could help with My disc issues And yeah. I was like I've tried everything I've like paid every kind of therapist To do whatever And he was like I know somebody in this city, in this city, but it was all too far. And I was like, yeah, I can't. And he's like, you know what? Get on FaceTime right now. And he would just FaceTime me every day. Oh, wow. And be like, do this movement. And he'd watch on FaceTime. And it's crazy through the phone. He like could tell what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, these are the problems. And we're gonna, it's going to take a little bit. It's going to take work to fix it. It's going to feel like shit. And we spent a lot of time. Like he gave me like a little routine. And we, we'd update it every week. And it got to like, it went from being, like I said, I, so the year before quarantine, a lot of people don't know this because I was like real low key. I spent more days in bed, not walking, not able to walk oh than wow. days able to walk. Before I was so lockdown. bad. Yeah. Damn. I was so fucked, man. I, like, and I would go do things because I didn't want to miss out or whatever. And I would just pay for it. Like somebody would be like, hey, do you want to go on this weekend trip with us or whatever? Yeah. And just being in the van or something, I'd have to go home and sleep. Like just not even sleep. I'd be depressed in bed for two days, two weeks wow. straight, you know? Um, so I went from that. I started doing his training and it was, it sucked, but like there's like moments when it hurt and it's like hard work, but it's been 
like a year and a half, almost two years since I've had one day where I can't walk. I haven't had that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's like, incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so the, the, you know, some of the basics that he showed me, every morning when I wake up, I do that stuff. And then, um, you know, like miss it every now and then on tour if you're running late for a show it's or something. Um, but yeah, I guess that's kind of a ritual. Yeah, you coffee guy? Um, I'm like allergic to everything. Really? So I used yeah. to do coffee a lot, but I was like just like shitting all over the place. And me too. I stopped it like last March. It makes me go jittery and shittery. Yeah, shittery. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So you're allergic to a lot of things? Uh, yeah, gluten and oh, dairy. Sh- and then vegan by default. I'm just yeah, kidding. Well, I actually eat a lot of meat, which is you know <laughs> maybe not ideal. But damn, I wish I was allergic to dairy. I mean, anyway, but gluten, man, fuck. I don't. I try to be gluten free anyway. So those. Two it's hard. Things, wow. It's in so much shit that I never thought I gluten right. was in. Like I'd be like, I'm doing so good, and then I'm violently ill. Is that celiac? Oh, it's wow. called or. Uh, so there's like different degrees. Like celiac is like okay. You got your body has zero tolerance for that, and there's like different repercussions that come with celiac. Okay. Yeah. Um. I've never, so you got to go get tested for celiac. I've had, I've like done allergy tests okay. and stuff and they're like, it's definitely a gluten thing. It's pretty bad. And I was like, is it celiac? And the doctor was basically like, it doesn't matter at this point, man. Just don't eat that shit. Like okay. it's going yeah. to kill you at some point. Your whole life like that or just recently? Just older? started like 10 years ago. Wow. Interesting. And Interesting. Yeah. The first couple of years I didn't know. And then, then I figured it out. And for a couple of years I was like, man, I can eat this bagel. It's all right. And then it's like, it's crazy. Like everything hurts. Like my joints hurt. Some people don't believe that this is real. Right. Yeah, and it is real. The, the the reason I was just talking about this, the reason why I think people choose to believe it's not real is because society puts so much faith in doctors, and doctors' jobs are. And I, I have a lot of friends that are in the medical field, so there's I don't think there's any debate to this. Like if you go to school to become a medical doctor, the first thing they're teaching you is how to what pills fix what things, and there's no pill for gluten, so a doctor's not going to acknowledge your gluten tolerance for the most part, unless you go to like a specialist. Good point. So if you go to the doctor, like smile like my mom. She'll go to the doctor and say, oh, my arm's broken. And the doctor said, yes, your arm's broken. Here's pain pills. Here's this. Mm-hmm. Here's that. My mom goes, and this is the thing with my mom. Like, she'll be, like, bloated and sick, and I can see it in her skin. And I'm like, y- you have a gluten intolerance. It's, like, really obvious. I have it. It's probably yeah. genetic, you know? And she'll go to the doctor, and she says, my son says I have gluten intolerance. And the doctor's like, no, I don't got no pill for that shit. So, you know, you don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. You got right. something else, and here's the pill for it. Right. Damn. There's, like, just really no widespread... Mm-hmm. Fix like there's no easy fix for it. There's no magic pill. There's so no easy don't. fix, and that's a lot of times people want to hear that. You know, if you ask a lot of doctors, when you're like, "Do your patients really listen to your advice?" and they're like, "Yeah, no." Yeah. A lot of times they don't. You know, especially yeah. when it's like changing your diet. That's a big you know, thing. like oh, certain huge. things. It's just like you know, like if you change this, you can probably survive. And have yeah. a better life and outcome without medication. If you were able to change this, and they're like, they can't do it. You know, a lot of times people are just. They love their food, man. They're, they're just like, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to, you know, like, ah, just more vegetables, more plant, like cut out, you know, yeah. a little less of this can actually have a healthy, 100% diet, better man. life, you know. But yeah. you know, it's hard for people to change up, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's happening more now that I think people are more conscious about the plant based or just everything else like not taking so many pills and trying to change with food. I, I hope so, you know. I mean Yeah. I, I feel that the you know, people are starting to understand that a little bit more. But two and two together. Yeah. So your diet's crazy then, it's like pretty strict. Yeah. I mean, I, I like splurge a little. I, I have a problem with candy because like, because <laughs> it's like accessible, it's everywhere, like you're on the road. Yeah. And, and we go somewhere to eat and I can't eat any of the food. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll eat Nerds Rope or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> no, I think Nerds Rope. Actually, I don't, I don't know if I can eat that actually, that, that's but like, is gluten in there? <laughs> it might be gluten and Nerds Rope. But I'll find wow. there's always something. Like, it'll be like 
I don't fucking know. There's always some candy I'll find that yeah. I justify, and then I feel like shit. But <laughs> being home is the best. It's like waking up and cooking vegetables first thing in the morning. That's what. Yeah. I, that's my shit. Oh wow. There you go. Yeah. Right. Did you record the um the EPs during the pandemic? Um, actually, yes. I was gonna say no, but so yeah, that's something great that came out of the pandemic. That's sick. Oh, right? I, dude, I, the the pandemic was like a huge helpful. I needed the like. To Are we be still in it though? Years. Is it endemic? Are we still in it? We're pandemic technically, but it's okay. different now. Okay. Where people don't give a fuck about this pandemic. Yes. I think. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, no, I know. I, so you were creative. You were so creative during it. Uh, like a lot of creative time, and again, fixing my back, and like yeah. being yeah. able to hone in on my diet, and that was like in the worst shape of my life. I think prior to no. Nah, yeah, yeah, I was definitely in the worst shape of my life before that. Well, it's kind of good happened during when you couldn't do anything anyway, so you just focus on yourself. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. It's, you know, it's obviously a terrible thing and it's had a lot of weight on a lot of people. For and sure, it's sad, but I hope that there's people who could take advantage of the situation and mm-hmm. get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you made some great music in there, man. It's awesome. Thank and you. you had COVID too. I seen you posting about it. It's not like a secret thing. You went through a lot of shit. Yeah, it was scary. It was really scary. I, I, I was like, do I? post about this you know what i mean i didn't want to like i didn't want like a lot of sympathy i always feel bad with sympathy yeah like trying like looking like i want sympathy so it's funny our our management like would post it like in a way that was like not too much details right and then people were like debating whether i had covid and then people were like mad at me and then i got accused of like of like pretending like i have covid because of like a government agenda and who's paying me to pretend I'm like, <laughs> it got really strange. Wow, but you put it out there. I thought it was good. You put it out there in your process. You made yeah. it through. And like, yeah. It was gnarly for you, though, wasn't it? And you're a young, healthy person. Yeah. So like, all that gen- shit doesn't really matter. Generally pretty healthy. But again, that, that, that shit's pretty heavy. And yeah. it, like, it could have gotten dark for me. Like, I had to spend some time, have a little hospital visit or two. Yeah. And uh, it could have gotten worse. So, you know, I just hope that, you know, I just don't want to see anybody suffering. It's just yeah. sad yeah, to see. And and my suffering was not nearly as bad as some people. So I just feel a lot of, you know. 100%. Yeah. My whole family had it too. And we made it through. Thankfully, Derek had it too. OG version. Yeah. Before the Delta. And we made it through. And yeah. Man, OG it. version. <laughs> yeah, the OG. OG. It's like the first like pressing. A, the first pressing like, of the. It's like a status uh, thing. The, the, the COVID. And you're the first demo. Like, oh, this COVID. COVID demo. But you were like working out and sweating in Brazil. I was, like, like, I was just like contaminating the entire gym. Oh, with no. Like everybody else. Wait, but you Brazil. didn't know, though. Oh, no. Nobody knew. I mean, they were getting ready for like carnival. Like, once I knew, I was like, stay away from me. <laughs> I was just like, knew nothing. Like, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, me and my girl were like, we're going to just stay here in this apartment until oh, carnival crazy, is man. over. Um, <laughs> so you missed the party. <laughs> oh yeah, people were yeah. like, "Look at them spreading it." It's just Nobody like, knew back mean, then. I mean, I knew then. Like, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's happening," because right then, <laughs> after I had, it, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, it, it's on." And I'm once popping. people were like out, like warm, just like drinking all close next to each other, Love I was it. like, "Damn, that shit is just spreading like wildfire." And, and I got back to the U.S. and it was like, "Can I see your ID, please?" Like dudes in hazmat suits, like fully. Oh yeah, it was, and, then they, and then the lockdown happened right. You after just I made got it back, back into the just, states. Yeah, just You've been made stuck it. in Brazil. Yeah, I would have been stuck there with like, everyone partying. Like, Brazil got hit hard though, man. They got hit yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. What you just described in Brazil, minus the COVID, I want to do that so bad. Just like sweating on people. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can. You, you'll be raging all do night. That. Don't worry. I can't wait. You've been in South America before? Never. Oh, it's fuck, like the, the one, the one thing that I'm like, how have we not done that yet? Dude, South America is so yeah. fucking incredible. 
if I ever go back there, I'm gonna put out the. I, I would I would love to take Angel Dust to South America with H2O. That'd be cool. We wow. love it there. We've love been there so many times. Shows are incredible there. I fucking You'll miss you, it. South America. You'll Such love it. passionate fucking people. Yes. That'd be sick. That's man. incredible. It would be sick. I'd be you honored to do love that. It. If I could you do would that. love it. It's just like. Oh. And if I can't, Separator just confirmed that they'll take you on. They'll take you to South America. <laughs> That's right. We will take you on. In. Uh, <laughs> Sepultura fans would be so mad at Angel Dust. <laughs> um, you, you have any top five MCs, any artists, any inspirations, like people off the jump you can think about that inspire you tremendously? But specifically in... Yeah, it could be anything. Um, Since you have a, such a crazy palette of music. Uh, one thing I've been thinking a lot about is like influence outside of just like what um, you're taking in and putting out music or like artistically. Yeah. Just yes. like people's drive, you know? Yeah, yeah. And one thing that one person I'm thinking a lot about is Luis Hernandez, our friend. Ama- Yo, amazing. Shout out to Luis, man. He's been doing so much cool stuff. Such cool like, shit. Just like uh just, you know, with That's a great one. His his life has been kind of wild and up and down, but he like makes the best of it and he's like very motivated and just seeing how he's channeled that in the last couple months. Agreed. Um especially with all the madness in the world, I want to do more. I want to like just do cool shit. He like, I don't know, like invest so much in community and in that concept, you know? Yeah. That's like a big thing of, of uh, me going to Maryland, me being in Baltimore. Like I want to like do stuff, be, be an asset to people around me. Yeah. It's like hard to do that in LA, especially like, I don't know. Um, I'm not from here. Like, yeah. I, like I, like there's somebody better at doing that, reaching community here than me. I just love to be a fly on the wall while it's happening. 100%. You know what right. Um, sponge so. it up and then you go home and get back to your community do something yeah that's awesome yeah I love that so that's your future that's your future right now going back to Baltimore you got some tours lined up Um, we got some stuff confirmed that's kind of far out though. Okay. not gonna be announced for a while yeah but yeah got a lot of plans in mind and then I'm like trying to build a studio in Baltimore it's awesome nice just work I'm gonna nice. make the most music possible yeah. I want in the next couple of years like it's been, I think it's like one thing I've battled with is like not being able to make music consistently enough. Yeah. Like when I'm home, that's all I do. Like full-time job style, like eight yeah. to 10 hours a day, I'm just riffing in my room. Awesome. So to have like a space where I can like make shit and put it out, y'all, everybody's going to be sick of me. <laughs> the whole world's going to be like, this dude needs to fucking stop, man. You but, know? but what you pay here in Baltimore, you'd be fucking chilling, bro. Oh, for studio. It's going to be insane. I know. <laughs> it's really cool. I know you're going to miss Cali because Cali has been good too. It's a special place. LA is 100% the greatest place in the world. And I agree. I like, it's like heartbreaking to leave, but yeah. knowing what's on the other side and like what opportunities are there. And yeah. I love Baltimore. It's, it's, you know, uh, it's funny cause I love it so much. And I know a lot of people who love it a lot, but then, you know, there's people who don't see the charm in, in Baltimore. Is it called Charm City? Charm City. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, it's so appropriate. It is. It's like I can take somebody to Baltimore, and I did this with my girl, and that's why we're moving there. Okay. For like a you know like a two day period, I, I made it like the greatest city in the world, and she's like, "Oh my god, this this place is it's an oasis. It's so perfect. You know, like <laughs> it's perfect. How did I never know? Where's she from? Um, Rhode Island. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I then like the next day, she's like, "I'm trying to do. I'm like, we did it all. It's done. You know, like it's like we did all the things <laughs> that there is to do. A small city. You know, like." But you know, there's great people there and stuff, and I'm really excited about what it's gonna be. But I 100% am going to live in LA at some point. It's, you know, like yeah, I'm not. will be back. Yeah. The weather is the biggest thing. Like, know, right. Dude. It's crazy. Are you ready? For, baby, you get to wear your Tim's big ass fucking goose. Like it's the early 90s. Oh my In the God. fucking Baltimore winters, bro. Oh, jackets. I've been so excited about jackets and boots. Man. Jackets and boots. I know, man. 
I like brought them all out with me when I moved here. And I have yeah. like a crazy jacket collection that I've has never seen the light of day. <laughs> and you got friends there, all the friends' bands are there, your community, yeah. your family's there, right? Yeah. Most of your family. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm stoked for you, man. I appreciate yeah. you coming. I know you're moving tomorrow. Um, yeah. I, I love watching your journey, man. Everything, the way you're growing, everything, sharing your story with us and your music. And yeah, I just feel like um, hardcore and punk and everything you're into in, in this new generation is in good hands. You know what I mean? You guys, your whole Thank fucking you, man. East Coast crew. Um, anything else, Derek? Word. Now I'm excited to hear some stuff coming out of the studio and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm really, it's great how you're able to step out of your comfort zone. You know, that's, I think, the biggest uh, it takes a lot of balls to do that, you know. Not a lot of artists are doing that. Hell you know? no! And Thank so you, man. It's really great. So that's I'm, a different I'm excited a for you, man. I already hear that heavy chain demo, though. Yeah, heavy keep chain. That, keep that in the closet, dude. Keep that thing hidden. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great name, though, man. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there was heavy chains, the hardcore band. After that, not that they would have any way of knowing oh, about right. heavy chain, the the weird rap thing that I did. Wow. But that was like kind of like my little joke. I was like, damn. They got my name. That's lit, you know? Right. Are you good over there? Anything to say? You're chilling? You're good? Not good. Um, well, thank you for being here. People can look you up as, as uh, Jurstis <laughs> on the, <on> the ground. <laughs> Let's just say it. It's, J, it's J-U-R-S-T-I-C-E on Instagram. Jurtis. 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 It's close, though. But Justice Trip, I keep thinking like Justice Trip, Justice One Trip. Get it? Justice Trip? What? Just This Trip. Oh. I thought I'm, about that last night. Is that that's cool. Words? I've never heard of that before. I like that. I'm gonna start using like, that. Like just this trip. Just, just this trip. one trip. Yeah, I'm it's down. It's just your one trip. A fucking angel does. Yeah, drive. just that one trip. Just this trip. <laughs> just this trip. Um, I don't know how I've wow, never that, used that before. Just this trip. That's a great name for a band. Yeah. What? Just this trip. There we Yo, go. Yo, brightest <laughs> fucking. Somebody's gonna take it from this. Okay. I know. They're definitely gonna take. It'd be it. real weird if somebody was using my name as their as their artist name, but my yeah, government name. Will there be another trapped in the rice record? Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna ask that. Oh, you were. I was. Okay. <laughs> I do believe so. Like we have yeah. songs. Okay. Okay. Like life's definitely crazy. It's hectic. Like people are having babies left and yeah. right, and mm. it's cool. Like I love seeing those are my brothers, and like seeing their fa- their families, my family, watching right. my family grow is incredible. Yeah. But it does mean that you know less opportunity, and we've we've talked about it like we have plans to like just just gonna be at a pace and yeah, like, yeah, take your time, never man. gonna be that band out there grinding right. but people we're really lucky that people like still care about something we did it's awesome and that we can keep doing it on our time is yeah incredible Definitely. and learn about it i mean i'm learning about it so i mean it's there's always people like that that's you cool know? yeah it's really cool yeah. about music last random question do you want to be a dad ever hell yeah i can see that okay. i can uh, see you being a good dad yeah he's being uh, a dad yeah 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 i'm into that like uh, awesome. starting a family and shit. I don't know when exactly, but how old are you? Thirty-five. Yeah, you, you got time. You got time. You got time. Yeah, young, yeah, young man. <laughs> Isn't it, I, dude? It's crazy. When you have did you join? Kids. Yeah. When did you join Separate Tour? How old were you? I was twenty-seven. I was already thinking I'm old. I started H2O at twenty-six. It's so late compared to these Whoa, kids. Well, that's crazy. late in the game. Yeah. I know, dude. I was like, damn, I'm old. Twenty-seven. It's so yeah. crazy though. Like these guys starting a young fucking, buck. He's going to show he's eleven years old and shit. Yeah. Well, you look at like Youth of Today, Minor oh, yeah. Threat, and they're like kids. True. So I always, I was like, man, I had such a late start. Like, yeah. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Never true. gonna go anywhere. Just <laughs> twenty years old when I started touring. It's, it's all downhill from here, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> starting earlier today, you know, nowadays. Like his band was Nandy. Yeah. You remember like Nandy? She's like ten. Oh yeah, Nandy the drummer. Just yeah. Like, Shout out. Oh, I'm rocking out with Foo Fighters. Yo, oh my forum. god. But even playing oh, every yeah. instrument, that girl's incredible. incredible. We had her at a pod with her family. Her energy it was awesome, is man. Off Wait, you guys did a, you did a podcast with yeah, her. She came here yeah, with her family. It was she great. Was here. Yeah, 
I'm, I got to I got to She's uh, it was her she, first podcast. I got to tap in. She was like playing with Stella. I was like, "Oh yeah, she's a kid." No, she was great. With dad, it was she was fucking so cool. I mean, they played with Food Fighters that week, yeah. So talented and so happy. Is she that happy? Yeah. yeah. It was like that. Yeah, yeah she's Parents she's are doing something right. Psyched. Yeah, great she's parents. So hyped up. And in real life, she's just a fucking kid who wants to play with a dog. Yeah. She, she <laughs> was like much. saying a couple like, of Oh yeah, I forgot. I thought Here's this incredible musician. Like, so tell us what's going on, Mandy. And she's like, oh, this dog is so fluffy. I want a dog, <laughs> so daddy. Cute. I want a dog, daddy. <laughs> and then like two uh, days later, she's at the forum playing with Foo Fighters yeah. that same week, bro. It's like, like a G. Like, it wasn't phasing her at all. killed it. She sounds killed it. better I surprised, than. Yeah. I surprised her with her FaceTime call from Brad Wilk from Rage. So I had him call during the podcast and talk to her. No it's way. It's one of her favorite dramas. Oh yeah, it was beautiful, God, man. She's freaking, freaking out. But yeah, Max's band's a high school band, Rend. He started fucking man. early playing at record stores and shit. I was like, damn, I was a roadie back then. I was seeing the world, but it all worked out, I guess. It all worked out. All right, Justice, you're the best. Thanks for being here. Thank Appreciate you for having you, man. Me. Great fucking combo. Way overdue. The new generation just fucking set it off on here, and I uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you guys that was me. great. Yo, Circle Jerks, Wild in the Streets, 40th year anniversary of their vinyl has been re-released on Trust Records. It's remastered, it has bonus tracks, it has a 20-page booklet. You can catch Circle Jerks on tour right now. Shout out to my man, Joey C. If you go to TrustRecordsCompany.com, you can get tickets, you can get merch, you can get vinyl. And use my code, TRUSTLIFE, all caps, T-R-U-S-T-L-I-F-E, and get 20% off. Make sure you cop that 7 Seconds merch and that remaster of the crew and my favorite albums. Also, they're on Instagram, trust underscore records underscore company. I love you, Trust Records. Thank you for preserving and making all the music I love available for years and years and years and bringing it back for all the new kids and new generation. Love y'all. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast please do that and whatever platform you are listening to this on I'm glad you found me you can rate me and review me on there also so thank you guys sincerely for the support I cannot wait for you guys to the next one